Have you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series, but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start? Global Village is here to help turn your dream into reality. From expert scripting and seamless production to high-quality audio and visual recording, we make podcasting simple, even remotely from our virtual studio. Whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media, we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together. Welcome to another episode of your favorite, favorite, favorite podcast, Loose Talk. My name is Osagi Alonge. My name is Ayomide Tayo. And we got the fake lead, the, 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 the lead researcher. Fake, fake, fake. You, you say that. Who? Why would you say that? Come on. You don't have the lead researcher. Yeah. You can't researcher. be arguing about this. Like, I'm, I'm not you arguing. Know. You are the lead okay. researcher. What type of lead researcher? A fake no, no, lead don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just, adjet- that. I'm just adjetiving your don't position. Don't do that. Don't adjetive. I don't send you. Don't put adjectives class- on my title. I should, I should not classify you. Exactly. Don't do that. I don't put you in the I'm a lead researcher. Please pause. <laughs> I should not. I should not. I should not. I should not stereotype yeah, you. I should you not put you in the box. Put, you can't put me in the box, please. Okay. What's up, my All right. No problem. <laughs> Was good, was good, was good, was popping. Yeah, it was good. Waiting the good I'm okay, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, there, there. Fantastic. All right. It, Welcome we're to uh, the pod, so. Yeah, deal it on Yeah, we're deal it on the pod. Um, we're deal it because hey man, we're and we're also recording virtually. Guys, we're back to the virtual lifestyle. Hey. I know a lot of people don't like the virtual lifestyle. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. But we're, we're back there, we're back to the virtual lifestyle for now. Let's just put it that way. Um, I'm looking for a way to integrate music. So people love the music feedback, you know, the music we play on the pod, you know, even if the guys on the pod will not appreciate it, at least the listeners have written and they've confirmed to us that they love you it. You don't play Gen Z music. That's the problem. That's the thing. But do you think... And we are transgender. We are transgender as we did like this. Yeah, you have to be playing music that, that speaks to us. Yeah. So give me an idea, Ayo. If you had the ox chord, yeah. what song would you play right now? My booty hole brown, my coochie pink, or something like that. That's the kind of music we listen to now. Only fans that's, rap. That's such a lot. Only fans rap. That's what we listen to. That's not even Gen Z. That's just that's just another. Now, now you, that's just why you know, why you mansplain. That's trenches. Why you mansplaining Gen Z for us? That's, that's ratchetness. No, no, no. So Ayo, Ayo has failed. Steve, if I give you the ox code. Give me the ox now, B. Pass me the ox, make it turn off. Um. Hmm. I know the song, Shab, but you know, I won't just say. Um, Wait, what's the song? I, I know Gen Z is that feeling cheat on me right now, so that's the reason I've seen on TikTok in the past two days. So. Is that a Chris Brown song? No, no. 
Ayo. Chris Brown okay. 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 Chris Brown. Chris Brown's old school now. Don't tell Steve Chris Brown is old school now. Chris Brown is old school. Yeah, he is now. He's no longer is. Chris Brown is 34, he's an old man now. One day Chris Brown will turn 50. Guy. Guy, guy, guy. It's insane. I would drop a record still. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be wild. One day Chris Brown will say I'm 50 years old. I swear. <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. And you know the funny thing? If he's very active as an artist, some people will always know only know Chris Brown as an elderly art, as an old artist. It's like how exactly. they never know him as a young as guy. A young like, artist. We know like, like as an old artist. Do you understand? It's true. But That's James true. Brown. Yeah, some people yeah. we just know when we were born. That's and true. We we're just old. <laughs> I yeah. know James, James Brown as a young artist. James <laughs> Brown was old from day one, man. Nigga. From day one, <laughs> from the gate. Do you understand? Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a nice perspective. Yeah, that's true. I have crazy? cousins now who look at 50 Cent as like, I was playing a 50 Cent record. The guy looked at me like, this sounds so old. I felt <laughs> bad for my life. Eh? I was like, it's old now. How can you say this thing sounds so old? Like, I was playing the Get Rid of Die Train album in the car. That yeah. guy looked at me and was like, this thing sounds so old. That's 20 like, years he ago. He was so disappointed. 20 years ago, my guy. Two decades. That's actually... Bro, you know, I don't... We, we don't think about it. We don't think about it like that now. You are the one putting years on it. You are, you are, you are, you are the one defining it. Twenty years ago, when I'm listening to that, that record, it doesn't like it doesn't look like twenty years to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like it's just I think about it as just yesterday when I was listening to that album. You know, growing up, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, it kind of put things into perspective for for us, though. You know, say yeah. more. <laughs> Don't they old? <laughs> I remember because yeah. I remember I used to say because my wife used to be complain that I drink a lot of alcohol at home, and I was like, don't worry, when I turn forty, I'll stop drinking. You know, mm-hmm. and anytime I say it, <laughs> I usually say it. In, uh, I still have so many years to enjoy my alcohol. What yeah, come? Then after I say it, she be like, oh, okay, you know what? Like, very soon, I'll not calm down. I'm like, oh, that's true. It don't reach. <laughs> <laughs> it don't they reach you? <laughs> Oh, man, life. Life is interesting, you know? It is. is good. It's a good thing. It actually yeah. is. It actually is. How are you guys doing, man? I'm all day, man. We're, I'm good. We're surviving in Lagos. I just resumed work today. I, I just, I need, I need, I, I, so when, you know, when you start a new company, right? How many months onboarding do you, rec- how many, how long do you, uh, is your onboarding period? Like, how do you recommend us again? It depends on don't, how don't, don't don't give me that hardcore response from the no, 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 start no. talking. No no no. Just give me. <laughs> no, no. It depends. Just it depends be. Don't be a toxic. Don't be a toxic leader now. Just be a normal leader. <laughs> how many? How long is your bonding period? Leader. Um. Um. It depends on how serious the company is. Some companies they actually take onboarding seriously. Yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true that's true. Some other companies. Now nah, I'm uh, into the <laughs> just enter jungle street. Enter the jungle <laughs> one time. Okay, you I just came back from leave. I think I need a week on body. I think I need, need a week. No, what is not on body you need? You need reintegration. Okay, th- yeah. thank you. And you know, sometimes it can be more difficult than the on body. Yes, yes, yes. Because you've missed the cycle. <laughs> you've missed it. I've missed the cycle. Missed like I've missed it. So something has changed. No, what you should do in your first week is. In your first week, you should just do catch ups. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what, the only thing I did today was look all through my mail. You know, yeah. bro, 
So one day spend looking to your meal, the other yeah. day just set up catch ups yeah, throughout the yeah. week. Don't force all the catch ups into one day. Oh, let me meet with marketing team. Yeah. Let me meet with the product this team. team that's true. With sales team. Everybody you interact with. Everybody interact, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just talk to meet them. It's true. It's true. Then, it's true. And yeah. I, I I just discovered that and we get in like in our like in normal work, eh, we get a ridiculous amount of mail because we always read it every day. We don't realize how many yeah. interactions that we make. You yeah. know, when you leave it and come back My brother. and start reading all your mails, that's when you know that oh more, this thing too much. Choke. <laughs> Let me tell you. At at some point, what I used to do when, when we were working at Ringe, because the emails were too many. I was working yeah. too many people. Yeah. Um, two things we did, two things I did. The first is, and it was Noel that taught me the first one. Noel set his email in a way where if you CC him, he does not come into his direct inbox. Mm. And we used to do a lot of CCing back then at Ringe. We just CC, 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 oh, CC this person, you know, because that person needs to know. Has yeah, to be needs to be aware. Or if you're writing that person's subordinate, you need to, you know. So what he used to do is, if he is not, if you didn't send the email to him directly and you just put him in, Copy. Yeah, the email does not drop in his inbox, so he does not. So he filtered. Yeah, he filtered it out until the end of the day. Then he will check all his CCs. Mm. So he only dealt with direct mails. What I did was, I only check my mails between a certain period in the morning and in the evening. If it's urgent, you will call me. Mm. Or send a private message, like maybe from a chat or like Skype or Slack or something like that. Yes. I'll ask a question. In the traditional office, how do you CC? In the traditional office? Yeah, when, you don't, when nothing is digital, it's just letters. <laughs> no, so that's what they do now. You, so how, do, how do they do it? That's, eh? the, whole, that's the, the meaning of CC is carbon copy. Yeah. You make a copy for that person now. So yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so remember when they were doing carbon, you had carbon paper. Yeah, that's true. You, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You are yeah, about it like that. Though. Carbon copy, even before you started printing was, yeah. if you are writing a letter, you put a carbon paper Right. That's For those true. who don't understand carbon paper, please Google this because I don't even know. How to <laughs> you can't explain. There were things called carbon paper, like nylon. So you put yeah, them on. They put the them paper. under. So yeah. You put paper under the carbon paper. Then you write on top of the carbon paper with your normal paper, yeah. right? And so as you write, it's creating another copy. And so it is that copy you then take to the second person after you've taken the original letter. The original to one. Yeah. And so I think it's I think it's very popular in the receipts in the receipt and. Uh-huh. Yeah, your bank teller, civil service. Yeah, bank teller. Civil you service. Keep one for the bank. Take one. Yeah. yeah. Triplicate. Civil service. I be that. One models. I be that thing. Triplicate. Yeah. So it's it, it very. Uh-huh. So for for those listening that don't understand, uh, an interesting uh, or a recent example would be the, the yellow yeah. and the pink slip. Yeah. You know when you write, it writes on those ones. On those so ones. One, those two are carbon copies. But one you know, you're talking about one carbon copies for the bank. This this uh, kind of um this thing you're talking about now they don't they no longer do it though. And because no they still do it in the bank. Uh, yeah, they, my my bank don't do it. It's just one copy that you have now. No, you still have two copies. Access uh, banks. Yeah, yeah, I know they do bank yeah. transactions like that again. Uh, so. Some banks don't do it. Don't some, some banks don't do it. Oh. Even some people that I'm even trying to explain this bank teller for they've not done it. It's transfer. They've not done it. it. It's transfer <laughs> online. <laughs> So that's where the whole concept of carbon copy, CC, copy, came yeah, in. Yeah, CC, yeah, and exactly. BCC, blind carbon blind copy. Blind carbon copy, yeah, that's true. 
So then what you do is that when you finish writing the letter, you will now write at the bottom, carbon copy. Then all the people that are going to receive it, you will write it there. So the original person knows all the cop- where all copies the copies are going, are going to. to. We don't do clock all. <laughs> 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 well, it, was, it was an interesting error. <laughs> an interesting error. An interesting error. Okay. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, you are in for a bumper, bumper edition. Said <laughs> <laughs> bumper again. Yeah, you're in for a bumper edition. I'm here to take you on a wild ride. I will give us those NTA vibes now. <laughs> I beg, I beg, I beg. I mean, I'm an internet man. I don't know anything about NTA, please. Like, again, we're transgender Gen Z. Again, we're transgender. Mr. 50 cents. Can you tell us who your friends are? (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We have so much to cover, but quick one. I want to get feedback from our Spotify giants. All right. So Spotify enables people to actually write comments to us and quite a number of people write comments there. So, you know, I always read it and publish it, but I said, let's also, you know, and they're just one line as they're really short. So I'm just going to breeze through it. You know, uh, what they call those things. uh, Fireside, you know, boom, 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 boom. So let's go. Eneficent says, oh, NFNC says, three-hour episode, way sweet. I'm going to the defunct podcast, A Music in Time, to listen to the phase episode again. Anadi says, this was a great episode. You guys are part of my weekly routine, especially on Mondays. Love you guys. Keep on. Keep keeping on. Ofure says, love it. I also think Ashakia needs therapy to keep him grounded. Yari says, more throwbacks. Chibi Chibi, Chibi B10 says, was very disappointed with your views regarding Sheyi and cooking issue. What Sheyi said was disgusting at best and there's absolutely no reason for that. Men will always be men, even the supposed good ones. Steve, do you see what you're doing? You see what you're putting on? <laughs> I know do. Steve, you see? <laughs> mm, Steve? All right, Amara oh, yeah. says, well, this is, actually... okay, this is actually Chukuman Quarter. And he says, Osax, FYI, the most of the LTG fans are Android users. I did not shame Android users. That's not what I did. I'm just saying. And I I, I, shame I, now. I actually said that, you know, um, um, they are very expensive iPhones. This is not a price thing. You know, and I'll get into it because I actually met a loose talk giant at uh, Anamala Joint in Lagos. And it was an interesting episode. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Right? I'm just saying the functionality. Of, oh, 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 that's not even about it. I, I remember where I put this comment there. I'm going to open the dashboard now. I have access to the dashboard. And we're actually going to check the amount of Android users versus iPhone users on this podcast. Since somebody has made it clean to say that most of the users are Android, we're just going to back it up with data. So I'm going to the analytics dashboard now and I'm scrolling and devices. Um, iOS 53%, Android 42%. So, Chukuma, I've proved you wrong. What difference is number one podcast in Nigeria? I enjoy you guys' podcast so much. AOT2, how do you write so well? I've read all your articles on the Niger Way newsletter and you write so well. How can I become as good as you? Uh, you have to read, bro. That's all. Make sure you read, 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 and keep reading and practice too. That's all. Read and practice. Read and practice. All right. Sazi says, as a woman, I am offended that your understanding of running a train is equal to empowerment. 
this is such a bad faith uptake. The consequences of being promiscuous is running a train. Steve. Well, do I need to even respond to this person? Because that's not what I said now. So there's no need going exactly. back and forth. Exactly. That's not what Steve said. That's not what Steve said. Okay. All right. We're done with the fire, the, the Spotify feedback. Now let's go into fan mail. Fan mail is quite lengthy. You guys are writing very lengthy, very lengthy emails. And I have to just give it, you know, say thank you. Taking the time out. Because I have a lot of favorite podcasts I've been listening to over the years. And not once have I thought that I need to write a fan mail. Like, I, I don't care, you know. So I'm glad you guys care enough to write fan mails. And that's why we read them, right? We've got some feedback that the fan mails might be a bit too long. But it's part of the show. It's like integrated into the show. And I've also gotten feedback from people who've talked about the people writing in. So we're building a community here where people are writing in and all that. And before I go into fan mail, shout out to Mo that I met at Ola Alua restaurant in Agidingbi. At Agidingbi in Lagos, I went for my weekly amala, you know, and I didn't even have amala that day. I think I had spaghetti or something, right? But I met him and we had, you know, our meals together at the same table. And he's a very big fan of the podcast. Even the old loose talk, he's been following, you know, the guy mentioned Pop Up Central, are you? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. If anybody says Pop Up Central, I know that's a day one person. Yes, Steve. <laughs> Talking about shout outs, um, I forgot to give you a shout out. I, I didn't forget. Um, I think I was unhappy. I, was, I wasn't pleased. That's why I didn't give her a shout out last episode. Um, but I'm not angry anymore. Shout out to you, Onyade. Um, I and Onyade, we met at a, um, at a restaurant Steve, in Lagos. You your um, on the mic, on the mic. I was out with the farm, and you know, she came in and she said, ah, What's up? Are you still baby? So the reason I'm angry is because she talked about. You know, Ayo being like her sister being Ayo's friend, like Ayo knows her, Ayo knows her sister. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I tried, you know, because Ayo is my friend now. How can Ayo know somebody that I don't know? You know, so mm -hmm. so I tried, you know, calling one or two names and she said, No, that's not the person. She now she now said, Oh, this person is here, my sister is so so and so this person. At that time I couldn't just recollect or connect anything. Then I, I spoke to Ayo and Ayo just mentioned her sister's name. I was like, Oh, that's her sister. When did she just mention the name now? So that this thing will just sweet. She had mentioned the name that day. It seemed for just the how oh, it makes sense. But she didn't mention the name. So I didn't know that it was her sister. <laughs> and, you know, just sitting down here, it's so painful that I met her. And you know, I didn't know that it was her sister. But I've just called her sister to say, Oh, I met your sister here. And yeah. it seemed to have been fun, you know, it was more fun yeah. and you know, enjoyable. Um, shout out to you on your day. She's she really listens to the pod and um, you know, it was nice seeing you. Um, shout out to you. Thank you for the kind words. And um, yeah, that's it. Shout out to you. Shout out to Inyade and shout out to Mo, friends of the show. All what right, did you call let's her, get into it. Sorry? What did you call her, Osagi? What did you call her? You said her name is Onyade, and I said shout out to Onyade. Okay, okay, and okay, shout okay, out okay, to okay. I just want to know. I just, I just want to make sure that you pronounce it very, very well because that's. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to. I oh, think wow. I'm going to pronounce um Yoruba words better than you. Okay, okay, okay. Sure, sure. No wala. Because you are Yoruba Ibo and yeah, what's I, I do. Yoruba <laughs> character. <laughs> Thank you. Yoruba <laughs> character. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I think that. Yeah, it's the name. It's a good... In fact, I have an idea. I think I'm going to... If I had somebody, you know, to just sit down, to get this Elon Musk, Elon Musk bag, 
I'll just like what you know our friend is doing one jobless boy. I should actually do the same thing and just name a handle called Federal Character, and he's just yeah. going to do the same thing, curate content. Anyways, I don't have time for that. That's a lot of work that those guys are doing to get those checks and curating and aggregating content is a lot of work. I respect anybody that is doing it. All right, let's get into it. This is from Marv. Marv says, Hi, Giants. Is Marv here? An OG listener, but this is the first time I'll be mailing. I remember listening to you first around the ending of 2018 as a bloody 200-level student in College of Medicine, University of Lagos. How much things have changed ever since then. You've helped me grow in so many ways, and I've learned so much from your shared experiences. When you guys went on that breaking, was it 2019 or 2020? Omo. I swear I was heartbroken because listening to you guys then used to be the happiest part of my week. Glad you guys are back. Talking about heartbreak, Omo, I remember sometime in 2019, I was heartbroken and depressed for like, had depressed for like months. No vex say I, I no vex say, feel like say I too momo for love then. But listening to you guys was an interesting part of my therapy, just laughing my ass off, then with money and just, just finesse. Happy times, bro. Now, life's a lot better. Starting a great career in tech, after five years and two years of COVID, strike an asu. Finally graduated out of Unilag. Thank God I don't graduate now, Seth. I think they should probably change the school slogan from University of First Choice and the Nation's Pride to University of First Choice and Adigunjale. Because it'd be like, say, they don't they enter the business of arm robbery, especially that medical college. Anyways, that's by the way, and not the main reason why I'm mailing. So two things. First, I saw the Ezra's unbelievable liquid tweets, and Mukbari will fuck. I was, I must be unbelievable liquid in this life. So I'm curious as someone who is just starting his career, what can I do to be unbelievably liquid in this life? If you guys are to start your careers all over again, what choices or decisions will you take to, you know, take you to that upper echelon? Curious to hear your opinions. Secondly, my friend was, my friend just released a single and we are trying to brainstorm on how we can help her promote the songs better. She is a really great artist and songwriter and don't just take my words for it. Stream and tell me what you guys think about it. I'll just do so much love. I, um, I just I just so much love her and I want her to blow. We're trying a couple of things, but as veterans in the game, our in-house resident music expert and researcher, AOT2, what do you think we can try? Trying paid ads on Instagram and TikTok, promotional videos, and the word of mouth recommendations at the moment. I just think that there's more we can be doing, and we'd love to explore that. This is already a long mail, but I hope you guys get to read it. I'll be on the watch out for your opinions and perspectives on the subject matters. Till I write again, adios. All right, Marv, thank you for sending this in. Um, for the first part about being un- unbelievably liquid, Steve, do you want to take that or should I start? <laughs> no, you, you, you can start. You can start. All right. So, what can because I do? Because me, I'm not even the believable liquidity. <laughs> first, the, the first question should be: What's the definition? Like, what's the milestone for being unbelievably liquid? You know, you can be okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm well to do. Um, I'm, I'm a high earner. There are those people they call high and not rich high earners. Abi, as there's, there's something called that. There's that 
tag breakers, they are not rich, but they are high earners. But they are not like wealthy, right? There's that level. There are different levels. But what is the level for unbelievably liquid? <laughs> and I think one million this, era, one million dollar cash assets. One million dollars cash. No, 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 more than. More than, more than, more than. Okay, so the threshold. Of course, it depends on level, Shah. Exactly. Uh, I don't see. I don't see one million dollars as unbelievably liquid, Shah. Mm. You don't know relative to him. Relative could be to him. It's relative. That's what I'm saying. So we can't define it for you. It's relative. Mine is five hundred thousand yeah. naira. <laughs> because I don't get money. It's like a laugh. That's your unbelievable. Unbelievable hammer. Unbelievable hammer. See, that, that's that's believably solid. <laughs> <laughs> but jokes apart, family it depends, bro. It depends, depends on who you ask. If you ask me, if you ask me, I would say in Nera, I would say, but I'm not. I'm not thinking in Nera anymore. So, um, one million. One million. Hmm. What is what is unbelievably liquid? You muted yourself, Steve. <laughs> unbelievably liquid it depends on you. Depends on your poverty. We're talking about money here. Unbelievably liquid money. I don't get them. That's why I'm muting myself. You <laughs> <laughs> led the group chat, literally. <laughs> okay, so. Sorry, man, I'm sneezing here. So, unbelievably liquid, Marv, is, is your own definition. But again, I think, it's, like you said, it's relative, right? So, in this uh, relative thinking, right, what do you need to do to become unbelievably liquid? Honestly, earning money is not going to take you to unbelievably liquid status. Right, like your salary is not going to get you there if you work in nine to five. Yeah, the only things that get you there are investments. Those are that's like that's like not how much you earn because as you earn money, you spend money. Right, mm-hmm. it is investments. How much investments do you have, and in the long term, right, how much do those investments yield? And we need to get my brother again on one of the episodes, right, to basically break down how people can flip their money right and do more with their money you gave me an example of um you know somebody who had a man who had a property somewhere in lagos worth about 300 million naira and he was renting that property to traders in lagos and the annual income he was getting from renting was 9 million naira Right, <laughs> which is crazy. Three million, three hundred million naira property. So, you know, of course, he's consulting for that for for the for the man, and he advised the man to sell the property, right? And they they sold the property, took the three hundred million naira, converted it to dollars, and bought a bond. I think it was a dollar bond or a euro bond, and the payout from that bond. Right? Yeah. Every year is about sixty-four thousand dollars. Which is more than a nine million. My brother. My brother. 
Do you understand? So investments, like strategic wise investments are the things that are going to get you to a certain level that even your salary can get you. So that's where I have to look at it. So what can you invest in that can bring back? Some people invest in real estate. And that's a very sure one in Nigeria, right? I've seen people invest 30 million naira into a property, into like a joint venture property development. And then in a year, by the time the property is developed, in like, no, not like a year, like 18 months, right? They flip it, that 30 million, right? That they've invested in, they sell their own units for about up to 65,000 and 65 million. And they put in 30 million. So you've more than doubled the amount that you put in. So they are, again, you know, the more money you have to invest, the more um, your your interest or your yields. So that's one way to look at it. So again, Marv, it's very relative. I don't know. You've explained to me where you are right now, but you've also graduated. You've done a lot. You might also have like access to resources and everything. If you are really serious about this, I can do um, an intro to someone who, you know, handles financial investments. However, his clients are $500,000 upwards. So I don't know where you are, but hey, keep, like send another email if you're really serious about it. But yeah, that's my own feedback on, you know, being unbelievably liquid. Now, talking about the person who even started this whole conversation on Twitter, right? He became unbelievably liquid when he sold his company, I believe. And they sold the company for what? About 200 million, right? So if you take out the investor's money, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you go become unbelievably liquid. <laughs> One no, time. You know, so again, that that's, that's the way I see it. Who has any... Steve, you wanted to say something? Yeah, no, I might good. not have anything to say no, about good. being unbelievably liquid, right? But I have, I might, I, I will have, I have something to say about being believably liquid mm. which is constantly investing in your in yourself and you know involving your skills improving yourself in your skills in whatever you do seeking from seeking information and knowledge and uh, you, you asked the question what what would i have done if i started my career again i think i would i would i would have started you know building a personal brand you know earlier and just you know, start working on things myself. I do that now. I do consultancy. Yeah. I do digital marketing for brands. I do stuff like that. It's something I would have started doing earlier in my career, um, but I didn't. I didn't start it early enough. Um, it's it's never late. It's it's better late than never, right? Um, uh, which is what I've achieved right now. Which is what I'm doing right now, right? But I imagine if I started it like way earlier than I did, I think it, 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 I would have gone a long way in it, and even maybe start even thinking about just quitting my job and just focusing on my own company. Um, yeah, people have people have done it before now; they don't get two heads, you know. So, I think thinking in that in that in that perspective, any in anything you do, right? The, the surest way to get rich is in anything you do, no matter what you do. There's a business aspect to it. Always pay yeah. attention. Pay attention to that the business aspect of whatever you do. And learn that thing the most. The, the technical aspects is are very very good. That's what keeps you employed. The business aspect is what makes you rich. Let me let me put it that way. So always pay attention to the business side of whatever industry, whatever sector, whatever thing you are doing. Pay attention to the business of it, and you know shoot. That's it. Yeah, I agree. You're with absolutely Steve. right. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right with like investing in that brand in yourself, especially because of where we are. Maybe like 10 years ago, we didn't know things would be like this. We didn't know that, you know, the creator economy would be this big. You know, yeah, we, true. we didn't know that you can become your true, exactly. Stuff exactly. where you have all the tools. 10 years ago, right? Or yeah. you only had a blog and that's how people could know if you wanted to build a brand, right? We didn't even know technology would have advanced to the point where you can pick up like a mobile phone with a ring light and create content like this in real time. You know, all these all these things. So to think in that's like they say twenty twenty is hind you know, um how do you say it? hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And um but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think if I was to start my own career again, I'll probably have started somewhere around finance and between finance and well, business analysis, you know. I would have loved to do something around there where you are mm. working with companies to determine the direction they should take. I think like it's an important role. But yeah, but even your advice yeah, that's true. Sense, you, right? Be very good visualizing at it. it like would have been amazing as well. So respect to you, respect to you. Okay, the second half of this question, um, breaking an artist. I just want to say before I put it up to Ayo, who's gonna like take it away. <laughs> um you just need a lot of money right now. <laughs> if you don't have money, do not. There's no, there's no wishful thinking. There's no, oh, you know, it happened by luck. You need money. So the other, you're signing with someone who has enough money to take you to that next level, or you have money to yourself to be an independent artist. But anyhow, anyhow, you need a shitload of money. Ayo, please take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Osagi hit the cook on the head, first of all. Um, you need a lot of cash, bruv. Um, the era where songs just go viral and become very popular on its own are dead gone right now. You need capital, huge capital. So you need investments right now. That is the first thing you should look out for. Concerning your strategy, I think when you get the money first is when you can think about strategy second. But strategy also is more... Um, I think the genre of music, the type of music the artist is will also determine how your strategy will be. There's some artists who are street artists, there's some that will do better on the internet and all that. So the first thing you guys should tackle first is investment. Treat music as a business. Nobody goes into business and just says, oh, imagine Apple saying, we go rough farm, we don't go get money for, you know, we won't have money for this, we won't have money for that. It doesn't work that way. So that's how music is. Music is a business. So get that money first, then you cannot talk about strategy. Solid, solid, solid. All right, let's go to the next meal. This is from Oyeka. Oyeka. Good day, everyone. Hope you guys had a great week. So I have four observations. One, don't you think think Nigerians are too broke for all these relationship standards that people set every day? <laughs> now, wow, that's booze. I think we have. I think we're covering the topic around this. But yes, I, I actually agree with you. Yes, I think I think Nigerians are too broke to be having this. And I think that's why they're having the conversation. It's because they are broke. Because if you have money, you don't have these conversations. Um, second is, I feel for the entertainment and sports industry to have genuine core audience that can cater to the players and entertainers. The standards of living of people need to improve. Wait, let me take this again. I feel for the entertainment and sports industry to have genuine core audience that can cater to the players and entertainers, the standard of living of people need to improve. Only a few can pay 20k for a show headlined by their favorite artists or even go to cinema to watch their movies. To me, this is the major reason 
why we keep losing these artists players to the Western markets. Uh, my direct feedback there is, see, what is happening now is Africa is the content, content right? The content is Africa. The market is diaspora. We yeah. clearly see, right? More content is being consumed by diasporas. More people continue to migrate towards uh, more developed countries and become economically empowered, right? And financially empowered, rather they will continue to long for African content that reminds them of home. And because they have the bigger checks, yeah. more of the content creators will direct their content creation or their content towards those audience. It's already happening in football. You have a talented football player. You would rather play for Napoli than play for Inbound United. Yeah, right? true. Because, and there are you know, various things here. Various things come to play here. First, the standard of play. The standard of the league. Right, then two, how much can they pay me? So take that same thinking and then apply to every other thing. Apply to musicians. I drop an album. How many people can genuinely buy my album? Right, without illegally downloading it. Number two, for those who even want to stream it over here, what are the CPM rates? They are less expensive compared to other regions, right? US market, the UK market, Canada, or other parts in Europe, right? So, what do you do? Where do you want to go on tour? You're going to go on tour over there now. Ashake is going to yeah. do a million shows over there before he comes to do the show here. It only makes sense. How many people can pay for a, for a show here? So, yes, what is happening here? Your Naira, right, isn't strong anymore. And that's because, well, we, we can go into that whole why the Naira isn't strong anymore. But as a result of that, people will go to where they can get paid more. It's it's quite simple, you know. I mean, look at no, let's even go into it's, it's it's plain to see, right? So sports entertainers, all these things, everybody will gravitate towards the markets that can pay them more. You guys have any thoughts on that? No, you said it exactly, man. The market dictate, dictates where you 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 carry your merchandise or service or your service or your product, and that's what we are seeing in Afrobeats. You can complain, complain, and complain, but it's what feeds them at the end of the day. And that's why at the end of the day, head is hard to even go there because no Nigerian artist who is on tour in America or in England is going to leave his tour to come back to Lagos for one day for an award he might not win, you know. So yeah, that, it, that's what it is. It's just economics, pure economics, nothing to do with patriotism or anything. Yeah, and, and I, you know, we'll go into the head is thing and all that, but like, that's very clear. Yeah, I don't think so, 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 Yes, Steve, go Once ahead. in a while, I'll just... Okay. Yeah, the third question, but I'm not going to read it. Let's enter. Um, okay. Oyekan also says, you guys don't really talk about Vector when it comes to hip-hop conversations. I also noticed he is like the only big rapper you guys have never had on this platform in the past. All right. Okay, so Oyekan also says, you guys don't really talk about Vector when it comes to hip-hop conversations. I also noticed he's like the only big rapper you guys never had on this platform in the past. First of all, Vector has been on this podcast. Yes or no? Uh, yes, 2019. Vector had like a two-hour conversation or three-hour conversation with us. Fantastic. And one of those clips has went viral and has yeah. still been referenced till I think yesterday when he was breaking down one of Olamide's lyrics. Mm -hmm. 
And I believe that episode is actually on YouTube, so you can go check it out. All right, so um, let's move from that to Anonymous. Anonymous says, hello, Loose Talk Giants, new fan of the podcast. I've listened to all the episodes since you've come back. Love the pod, but there are a couple of points that have been discussed recently that I feel haven't been discussed with enough nuance. One, cancel culture. Yes, cancel culture is bad and it doesn't allow for growth or forgiveness. However, it doesn't come from a place of controlling people originally. People form or people from marginalized groups didn't historically have a voice, and so boycotting people was a way of displaying support for the marginalized groups and also enforcing consequences. For example, if someone says all Delta people are stupid, and the person this person puts in bracket, I'm from Delta. Uh, are, are stupid and for whatever reason people from delta tended to be marginalized i will not contribute to that person's financial success because i want to show up for people who show up for me right and then if someone is known to be serially tribalistic against delta people and io or aot to keep collaborating with that person then it is responsible or reasonable to think that io doesn't care about tribalism against people from delta while i agree that this has gone too far i don't agree it's from a place of control i also think the rule of thumb about innocent until proven guilty by the law cannot apply for perpetrators of sexual assault because it's really hard to prove this in court what are your thoughts guys um, when we're speaking about um, cancel culture, we're talking about it in the extreme form that exists on the internet. Of, co- of course, we all know the origins of cancel culture from, you know, marginalized groups, people that didn't naturally have a voice. But right now, just like most movements in the world, it has been hijacked for sinister purposes. So we understand your aspect about it. In terms of innocent until proven guilty with sexual violence, um, now we'll never wear the shoe. Now you know, no go nowhere to paint this. So Ideally, that should be it, right? You know, when somebody, when they claim that, you know, somebody has, somebody is being accused of sexual violence or sexual assault, you know, cancel culture straight. But we've also seen on the other side that now we're having in a, a, a high number or a significant number of cases where there were false accusations which have le- led to um, really, really negative consequences. Like somebody, an example, somebody took his own life over a false accusation, you know. So, as much as it is, as much as we want to move forward as a society and get eradicate sexual violence, we have to do our best to investigate both parts so that we don't just do jungle justice on somebody's life and ruin the person entirely. Because once you put the toga of sexual violence on somebody or that tag of sexual assault on somebody, it's very hard to take back, even though you know the court might say, Oh, this didn't happen. Somebody like uh, Mendy right now. At the end of the day, he came out to you know, he's back in his career, you know, wants to play football, he's playing football. First match, and there are protesters out, outside. When a court actually found him innocent of all claims. But, you know, I understand what you're trying to say. Like, yeah, we understand that um, women get the short end of, you know, sexual violence and sexual assault and sexual trauma. But also, let's not also neglect that, you know, innocent lives could be lost on the other end too. And if both parties or if this new wave is fighting for e- um, equality and equity, then it has to do due diligence to the best of its abilities. Hmm. Very well said. Very well said. And you know what to pick from what you said there? I want to pick it's the extremism that we are reacting to. 
I think if anybody, and, and you know what you've explained here, Anonymous, makes a lot of sense, right? If someone is marginalized and someone is associating with that person, you then want the reasonable thing is to call out that person and say, oh, if you are associating with someone who is attacking a marginalized group, right, then, you know, you need to rethink what you're doing. But again, the, the great part here is, or the, for the, part, the, the part I don't, you know, see too is the extremism. And it's it's worrying. So I think we 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 both agree with what you're saying. Second part of what this person said in in the first point is about innocent until proven guilty in the, you know um, by law when it comes to perpetrators of sexual assault. I also agree with you there. It's hard to prove these things. It's hard to prove what has happened in the room. If if both of us are in a room and something happens, right? And I give my own version of the story, and you know the person gives another version of the story, it is now up to that person to prove. The, that is the um, 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 the person who is accusing, you know, um, um, the, the 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 person of sexual assault. It's up to that person. The burden is on that person to prove, and I think the burden is too much. You need that burden of proof because, hey, how do you prove when you don't have, a, you know, any evidence, and if something truly happens, so. I agree to that as well. But it was also a very nuanced conversation. But thank you for highlighting that. Second person's point is black culture. I think the assertion that the shade room should cover STEM subjects is not very fair. We also didn't say that should happen. We, in our previous points, mentioned that we want to see more platforms create more content around things that promote... Um, 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 more promotes um, the black culture, right, in a more positive light than than what other platforms are doing in, so to say, and I put this in air quotes, negative in a negative spotlight. Okay, so person says, I think the assertion that the shade room should cover STEM subjects is not very fair because black people are allowed to have gossip columns the same way white people do. Agreed, and that doesn't make it their entire culture. I think again our point there is why is it the loudest in the room? I think that they are that the very reason why some black Americans find Jay-Z a bit too a bit much is that sometimes people just want to relax and enjoy things without thinking about political implications. <clears throat> Steve, I'd like you to comment on that. Jigger. Now pass, please. No vex. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, not saying that, not saying there isn't a time and place for thinking about issues that affect the Black American community, but it's okay for rap music to be about shallow topics as well. They're hundred percent Black STEM communities, but the shade room was never intended to be one. I think this is taking out of context. You know, um, I appreciate the feedback, but this is not ex entirely what we said or exactly what we said. Um. Again, feedback is you guys don't like us talking about this topic, so we're just going to move on from it. Um, the third thing is this one I find the most insidious: the running a train conversation. There is a reason why when you you were talking about women finding promiscuity inspiring from the woman's perspective, you said I just had sex with two guys, and not two guys just ran a train on me. Having a train run on a woman makes the woman a sexual object, and that in context, sex is something that happens to her, not something she's a part of. It may seem pen 
pedantic or pedantic but it's really important to in shaping the way younger boys think of women and it is this same thing with the assertion that promiscuity is now empowering promiscuity has always been around way before only fans and runs girls and so has prostitution and sex work in general the only difference is that previously men will be the teams and provide safety in exchange for a bulk of women's earning or in the case of wrong girls wrong girls women would be shamed whilst the men will pay whilst men paying for their service will be held and can walk around as respected members of the society so now with only fans women are able to do what was always happening but just on their terms in a way that they can get most of their money from it so it's a matter of agency and not a matter of how you look at it it's the ability to take care of yourself. Sorry, sorry, so I'm not sure this guy is talking about the Shei matter. This matter don't pass on all that thing. He's not talking about this is not the Shei matter we are talking about now. People have to be smarter than this now. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, nobody dislikes dislikes this guy more than me. I, I even tweeted that he's the worst person I've seen on TV. I only said he didn't attractly allude to rape. So what's this 180 twist? Everybody's just trying to I even got some DMs on my Instagram. What's it? I don't understand. Uh-uh. I said the guy didn't actually mention rape. Did he mention rape? That's the conversation I was having now. I think, Steve, I think people are triggered that, you know, some people don't know that actually that running trains could be consensual. I don't understand. That's the issue. So you're you're saying that people, the the, people who talk about it on Twitter, who 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 fantasize about it, are you saying they're lying to? The people people don't do these things in real life. So so people people listen, right? Trains, whether it is two men, one woman, or one woman, two men, is consensual. You know, whoever you now decide wants to be sexual objects. What? Yeah, so please, don't take it out of... Because I know that, yeah, when people hear train, they just think, oh, it's rape. No, rape. no, no, no. There are two different things. God. There are two different things. There's a book I read many years ago that speaks up where women were interviewed and they spoke about their fantasies. And you'll be shocked that even train... Running a train on them is actually the, the least of things they want done to them. So, bro, you read a book? I don't are you not on Twitter? No, let me just read a book. No, Twitter they can be lying, but let me just read okay. a book of scientific somebody who took time to do a scientific study. Let me go even look for that book. I think it's somewhere close to myself. Okay, do you, can I continue with the mail now? Yeah, 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 you can continue. Okay, um. Saying showing your body is now empowering sarcastically doesn't cover the whole picture, which is that women can dress however they like because they do not exist to be sexual objects. Anyways, sorry to have come um, for you all. Genuinely enjoy listening to the podcast, but had to just let go, um, had a lot to let go of my chest. Keep up with the good work and keep and, and you know we look forward to listening to more nuanced takes special shout out to the lead researcher keep up the good work p.s when you talked about the best tiny desk performers you didn't mention tiwa savage one of my best tiny desk performers or tiny desk concerts of all time yeah i think hers was amazing uh, wait, wait wait tiwa savage the one she did in in uh, the covid one the one the, the covid one right yeah, yeah, the one she did that. Uh, what's the one that shop again? Jazz Hole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Yes, 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 yes. I watched it. Okay, can we move on? Any feedback? Yeah, Osage, before you go on, I found the book. Mm-hmm. 
It's actually called mm-hmm. My Secret Guardian, Women's Sexual Fantasies. A book written in 1973. Okay, My Secret Garden, Women's Sexual Fantasies, released in 1973, compiled by Nancy Friday. She collected women's fantasies through letters and tapes and personal interviews. If you can get your hand on the copy on the book, please go ahead and read it. Okay. Thank you so much, AOT2. Yeah. All right. This is from Benson. Benson says, hello, Giants. I've been a long time listener, but a first time writer. I hope this fan mail isn't too long to read. I still remember describing your podcast back in 2017 when I was working in Nigeria and fighting with Lagos traffic. Those were interesting times to say the least. I haven't missed a single episode since you guys decided to bless us again by starting to fully pod. I recently listened to one of the latest episodes titled STEM, where Osage mentioned an episode about Faze's independent music, independent album on a music in time. I gave that pod a listen, and I must say, a music in time is like the HBO of podcasts. Hmm. Well, thank you so much. The podcast is such a solid body of work. The way you guys break down the stories is so vivid that I can sometimes visualize myself in the artist's lives and and what they have, uh, what they could have uh, gone through when creating those albums. I can't wait for Osage to release more episodes. No one is documenting the stories behind the albums like you guys are, not even the artists themselves. After listening to a couple of episodes of A Music in Time, I took a trip down memory lane and started listening to classic Afrobeat songs. I stumbled upon Idris Abdulkarim's 2003 song Live in Yankee, which is basically him narrating his experience immigrating to the US and the emotional toll it takes on his lover back in Nigeria who who was expecting marriage. It made me realize that even 20 years later, the Jakpa story is still prevalent. The urge to leave the country for greener pastures hasn't changed. Even our lead researcher, Uncle Steve, has plans to go to Canada. I haven't been in Nigeria for about five years now, and all my siblings, three boys, are here in the UK, leaving our parents alone to face the daily struggles of life in Nigeria. I would love to hear your opinions on how this Jackpot wave is affecting family structures and relationships in Nigeria. I love you guys and the podcast so much. I try to support the pod through Flutterwave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout but out to you. Some, but some form, for some reason, I wouldn't. it wouldn't accept my UK cards. Don't worry, we'll fix it. We'll make sure by the time you're hearing this, it is fixed. Amen. Um, I'm always there to be of support as the chemistry uh you when you all are in the same space is impeccable um yeah i also say i promised myself that whenever you guys record live together i'll always be there to support thank you thank you thank you we'll plan a, a, a live show um yeah thank you for you know the feedback on the music in time that's why we do it and i you know i have to give a shout out to my co-host here who have also taken the time to jump on you know a couple of episodes um most especially ayo who's like the de facto co-host <laughs> of the podcast anyways all right let me read this last fan mail and i have to read it because the person said the person has described herself as aot2's wifey <laughs> so yeah it's from aot2's wifey oh, this is yeah. good <laughs> so I bet I to you, ayo. Steve, are you from me but Steve, you are sleeping. Sleep. Just go okay, sleep. Okay, okay, okay. No problem. Osage, please continue. Um, this should be interesting. Thank, thank you for rudely interrupting and then encouraging me to continue. 
<laughs> I appreciate mm. you. Okay. Yes. All right. So from AOT2's wifey. Hi, Giant. AOT2. In bracket, my baby. All right. Soft spoken Osagi, the real lead researcher. What? Yeah. And Steve Diddy, the fake lead researcher. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. She describes herself as who? Hey, it is wifey. But we don't know you now. You are are the fake wife here. (laughs) Yeah. We don't don't know you now. You don't get evidence. Wife from where now? <laughs> me the fake researcher. Uh, it's fine. Fake researcher, fake wife. One one. Go, let's draw. Let's, let's go. draw. Everybody go home. Yeah. You said one one and then you said go, let's draw. Now go, let's draw. Now go, now go, let's, now draw. Now go let's draw. Don't worry. Don't, don't need to understand. All right. I'm writing to address the gender role issue because I think it's important to correct the narrative of certain sexes being naturally set up to take on certain domestic roles or otherwise. As the fan mail writer Godogu from last week said, there is absolutely nothing that one gender or sex is innately set up to do in the house. Gender in itself and the roles attached to each gender is a societal concept in that it refers to the social, psychological, cultural, and behavioral aspects of human beings as defined by society. Gender is not sex. Sex relates to the biological makeup while gender relates to the societal and cultural makeup. While the three of you may only have lived in societies where only or even mostly men do the tasks that require physical strength, I assure you that there are many places, rural and urban, where this is not the case. This has only become the norm because over the years, the society made up of human beings who have certain ideologies have continued to promote certain behaviors in men and women as the norm. I'll give myself an example. I am a woman and I do not enjoy many domestic chores, but above all, I have a strong dislike for cooking. I grew up in a house with three siblings, two brothers and a sister, and all four of us were forced to learn to cook. Emphasis on forced. I did and still do all the things Steve was listing as more masculine assignments wash cars, chain tires, jump started cars on Sunday morning in my church dress. I was happy to help in the house. However, I could and I'd always pick washing a car over cooking till today. In some villages in Africa, women fight in wars while men migrate with the children. Women do the heavy lifting duties. So in the future, keep in mind that gender roles are determined by society, not nature or biology. Lastly, I agree about I agree that the conversation about black culture seems very uninformed and I'm happy you all have received the feedback graciously. Stay awesome. Steve, this is what I was trying to somewhat explain to you when we had this whole gender role. You people like fights. You people you people dip this thing too much. It's just this let me tell you people, let me tell you something. Eh? Mm-hmm. In your case mm-hmm. where you like washing car, it would be unfair for you to be washing car and people at home, after washing car, they will expect you to go and cook. That's what I'm talking about. I was talking about definitions. Like, everybody have an assigned role to play in a house, in a household. If you are the one washing I... car, someone should be cooking. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm saying people complaining about cooking. They're not giving us the full context of the, the dynamics in their home. Are you cooking? Are you the one cooking, cleaning? washing, mm-hmm. going to the market and doing everything. You can't just be complaining about cooking only. 
cooking is not the only domestic um, work in the house now, is it? So why is it just the only one everybody talks about? <laughs> That's my point. People are all, all are you the one doing everything? That's where it becomes unfair. That's mm. just what I'm trying to say now. You 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 keep complaining just about cooking. Who went to the market to buy those stuff? Who cleaned up the kitchen after you finished cooking? Who's washing the plates? Who is cleaning the house? Who's washing your clothes? Like things like that now. That's just what I'm saying. I'm not this gen this this thing is just too deep. People are just putting this thing too deeply. I'm just saying that in a house, everybody has what they do. So why do you keep complaining about one tax? Why is it that one tax is only the issue? Why the other the other domestic tax at home? Who are, who, who they do those tax? Don't be if you're the only person doing it, now understand your own point of being frustrated, right? That you can't it's unfair for one person to cook, clean the house, wash plates, wash the cars. If in your own case, because gender does not matter to you, you can if you can do physically demanding job even as a woman, it's fine. But other people in the house, what are they contributing? What are they doing? That's my point. You can't wash car after washing car, you go and cook. Why the other people, because they are men, they are, they are, they are home, they are in the sitting room playing game or watching TV. That's not how it's done in most homes. It wasn't done like that in my home. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying this gender thing people keep talking about is fine. It's a, society, it's a societal thing. There's no reason why men dominate the physically demanding jobs and women dominate the other the other jobs too. There's no reason. It's just de de society defined everybody engineer everybody's mind for women to for less women for more men to be in the farms while more women are home that society because it's fine if that's the way you can explain it i'm not i'm not going to argue with you because i don't even have any problem with your own definition my own is that one particular task can just be an issue every time on twitter cooking is not the only domestic tax in the world there are other domestic tax who are doing who are the people doing those things while you are cooking that's the nuance i want that's the context i was talking about I'm saying if one person is complaining about cooking, it's unfair to other people who are doing the tax at home because cooking is not the, the only domestic tax. That's just the only thing I'm saying. So this whole... I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah, saying. It's just too deep. My, my point, it's, it's too deep. That's the problem. People are just overthinking it. My, the, my the, point the problem is... Osagi, let me tell you. My point is you people are, are overthinking this thing. What started this conversation was someone complaining about cooking, right? Mm -hmm. And I made the point to say that cooking is not the only domestic tax that we have in a home, right? So who are who are the who are the people doing the other task? Why you cook, and why are you very particular about complaining just about cooking? It's just it's just the question. It's a question I, I asked, and I said in my own home, we def we share these tax according to how people can manage and cope with them. The phys the more physically demanding task. We, the men at home, we did it and left the less physically demanding tax for the women. Isn't that fair? And but what if the women also want to do the, the physically demanding tax because they, should, they can do it? They should go then go and do it now. Then we we'll share the cooking for another person. Do you, you think I, I liked washing the cars every time? So if my sister said you're going to wash the car, I say no, I must wash the car, you must cook. Is cooking, did they pens, did they tie cooking to anybody's head? My sister woke up one day and said I was going to that she would, she would be the one to wash the car. Like, oh, you go wash the car. Why I cook while well, well, I make the meal? And anyhow I make it, everybody will eat it and everybody will go home. Everybody will go to bed. I never said one person must do one thing or any agenda must do one thing. I'm saying share it as I, I use an example in my home. The reason I started going to the market because I felt I didn't want to stress my wife. If my wife says tomorrow that she wants to start going to the market and oh she I should start cooking, I should I'll, I'll have out. What do you expect me to do? 
I should make the woman suffer. She will go to the market. She will come back. She will cook. After cooking, she will go, go start doing other domestic and tax at home. What, what, then what am I doing? Give people the role that they can do comfortably, so that everybody will be happy at the end of the day. It's just that's what's fair now. If you, as a girl, you like washing cars, please get on it. And it's fair in that situation. It's only fair that while you are washing cars, other people are also doing other domestic tasks at home, so that you are not burdened with everything. That's what I'm saying now. I never said women must cook or men must go and wash the car. That's not what I said. I said in my own home, we looked at it and said, you know what? What tax? What are the tax that are physically less demanding? Those are the ones women can do. They choose them. They choose it themselves. We didn't force it on them. Nobody forced anything on anybody. You can't. There's no growing up. There's no way you can make my sister go and wash the car. You can never do that. Like she. You can the heaven heaven will come down. She won't wash the car because she does not like doing it, right? So the only thing she liked doing was cooking. Then who am I to say? Oh, because I me I'm a, I'm a man. Gender uh, society should not um, um, force me to wash cars. I mean, I want to cook too. Is it fair on her to force her to do what she does not like? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. That, I'm not talking about society. I, I talked about my own home, my own experience, and I didn't talk any, say anything about experiences. One one particular task can be a conversation every time. It's, it, it lacks context. It lacks nuance. It's not detailed. In, the conversation is not detailed enough. We're just deceiving ourselves and just you know waste idling 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 away our time on Twitter by just discussing you know unimportant stuff like that. If someone, if you as a you are you are you as a as a girl at home. You said you were doing. I think she said she 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 was having a classes. She goes to a, she goes to school remotely, right? So you are focusing on your studies, right? And your family is still making you to cook. It's still forcing you to cook. That conversation is not nuanced enough because cooking is not the only thing that you need to run a home. Somebody is going out there to work and bringing money to to you for you to go to school and to provide all the food in the house. Somebody is making making sure your house is like the house that you are living in is clean. Someone is making sure they are going to the market to buy the food stuff they are going to cook with. Someone is making sure that after you cook, they are cleaning up the kitchen after you. Why is those? Why are those things not the conversation? Why is that cooking only? Why is cooking only the problem? Your conversation is not detailed enough. It's not nuanced enough. You are deceiving us. You are being hypocritical about the whole situation. You are not being truthful at all. So that's there's no way I can have that conversation with you on Twitter because it's not detailed enough. A detailed conversation should be oh. I would love to do all that tax and not cooking. You can't be in a home and you're not contributing to anything. That's irresponsible. That's entitlement. If you are living in a house and you are, you, you are in a household with people, you should be able to contribute meaningfully to anything they are doing in the house. So what's your own part of the whole thing? Just because you are going to school, nobody should deceive you and should disturb you. That's being entitled. That's being irresponsible. Responsible people should take on tax anywhere they are. And make sure they deliver them on time and deliver them in, a, in an efficient manner. So, what are you doing at home? If you, you are the one cooking, make sure you serve it and cook, cook and, and move on. If you are the one washing cars or keeping the houses clean, do them and stop coming on Twitter to disturb us. We have important things to do with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put us through no evidence. I get you. I get you, Steve. Because I understand this words. Why is it that is nobody comes to complain about cleaning the house? Nobody comes to complain about washing the bathroom. Nobody complains the about any other, any other, no, any other physical, um, um, sh you know, chore in the house. Bro. It is always cooking. It is Bro. always cooking. Cooking is mad. 
and you cleaning the house is wide because me i even staying up like my, my street is kind of like close to the you know, also you know my house now it's close to the like the road so mm-hmm. and especially when there's especially during dry season right my house is no, always wait, dusty. Wait, wait, so every morning, something close to the road. Exactly. Steve lives in a wait, wait. Steve lives in a gated community. Or just oh shit, tech bro. You know, so so every morning you must you must sweep my house. So like every, like my house must be cleaned all through, mm-hmm. so that you know I won't come down like you know me matching like sand in my house or anything like that, right? And mm-hmm. it's also safer for the kids when they ever, when everywhere is clean, right? You know how children yeah. is. They just go and pick up something from the floor and just start eating. So you, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that everywhere is clean. So if someone is doing that every day, right? Why is cooking a, now a problem? Do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? I, I, I don't get it. Every time cook, 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 cook. And that's not mm-hmm. the only thing we do at home. And it's not even... F- Shout out to everybody who is being triggered by saying me saying this. But it's not a physically demanding task. Like it's... Is demanding, but it's not like an is is. It's not clear work. It's not clear work. That's there's so many difficult things happening in the world now. That people people are suffering. People are going through things. People do have have stuff. So why is it that cooking is is the only thing that we see on Twitter? Okay, if you are not cooking now, what do you want to do? Do you want to wash car like our our like eight is white? If you want to wash car, fine. Pause, 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 pause. If you want to, wa- you. If you want to wash car, like, see, if this person, if this, if she was growing up in my house and she said she wants to wash car, we'll sit down and they would assign another tax to me, me that me that love washing car, right? Like me that they assigned the car that was family assigned to washing cars. If she says she wants to be washing cars, they will say, "Oh, Steve, what would be your own job in this house?" I must have a job. That's where we we're brought up. You must contribute meaningfully to the household that you are growing up in. If you don't do that, that means you, are, you become irresponsible. And that is how you raise kids who grow up and just start train, train tantrums because you told them to, you send them to do, you know, a, a domestic task. My own point is, what are you doing? What, how are you contributing to, to your home to make sure that your home is livable? Simple. If you're not cooking, are you cleaning? If you're not cleaning, are you going on errands? Are you going to the market? I think, the cooking, I think the cooking carries like a deeper meaning especially when he, even beyond like going from family to into like relationships and having partners oh, i'm not cooking for you i'm not i think there's a deeper meaning there that's, that's my it, point that's the conver- thank you this is a good conversation to have what's yeah, the deeper meaning it needs the deeper meaning there is yeah i will not be subservient to you right we are equals in this relationship okay please hold on hold on I think so that's I think okay. I, that's okay, what let me ask you a question. Right? But even wait, I know so where if, you're going because if you and I live in a house right? or something, if you and I live in a house, right? Mm-hmm. And you wake up in the morning, right? Let's say for example, okay, let's say for example, we have um we stay in a house where there's water, there's light, there's everything, right? If we're roommates, yeah. We're roommates and I wake up in the morning and I sweep and make sure everywhere is clean. Like every two days I mop the house, right? And it's sparkling clean, right? Once in a while, I bring that the curtains and I wash. I use a washing machine, right? I go to the market, I buy food stuff. Like, how how is this different from cooking? So I'm doing these things. Doing this thing, does it mean that I'm subservient to you too? If I'm doing this, like mm. you are cooking. Why is cooking, like, why is cooking the big deal? That's my point. Because cooking is not the only task at home. For, for you to cook, there must be other things available. Like, for example, the food stuff, right? Right? The food stuff must be available. The kitchen must be clean. Stuff more like, like for example, I I know how like I I love cleaning ga- the gas cooker. 
the yeah. gas cooker stove, right? Like, right? Even before we had, you know, someone to come do, do it for us, it was one of the things I knew how to do very well. Like, everybody in the house knows that I, I, I really know how to do it. Not just from the house, like, even when we're, while we're growing up, it's something that when I started, I just started doing it, everybody just left it for me. So, if my mom sees the gas, the cooker very dirty, she's like, ah, Steve. I'm like, oh, I've forgotten before, I'll just go and do it. And I, because I just knew it was my job, just because I was the one who knew how to do it very well. Like, I took an interest in mm-hmm. it and I started cleaning, cleaning it, you know? So, it became my job automatically. It's not something that anybody would remind. Like, you can re- you remind me once in a while, maybe I've forgotten. But immediately you call my name and say, Steve, the gas cooker, I understand that it's my job because I took it upon myself because I love doing it, right? Same as yeah. how they assign car, washing of cars to me. Let me tell you, in every relationship, for any relationship to work, be it um, boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, friends, there must be that element of service. If you're not ready to serve, you won't have any successful relationship. Also, mm-hmm. you're my friend. That, that instances where you've served me, where you've been subservient to me, that instances where I've mm-hmm. been subservient to you, that, some, that, that instances where I've been of service to you to make sure that you're okay, to make sure you're good, yeah. right? That instances where you've been, serv- been of service to me to make sure that I'm okay, I'm good. That is yeah. how relationship works. You can't have relationship. You, you, expect, you can't, like, expecting to have successful relationship with people without serving them is being irresponsible. The meaning of friendship is service. You have to be of service to people. Mm-hmm. If you have a son or you have a child, you have to be, ser- you have to be of service to them. You have, if you have a husband, if you have a partner, you have to be of service to them. If you have a friend, you have to be of service to them. That's how you groom relationships. That's how you, co- you cultivate that friendship to become what it is. You can't live in a house and say you don't want to be subservient to anybody. Husbands should serve their wives. Wives should serve their husbands. That is the way to cultivate and grow a a healthy relationship. So this idea of I cook for you, that means I'm subservient to you, does not make sense. It's just a game of... It's a a, a game of... I don't know how to put it. It's just a game. It's a game. And if you're in a serious relationship, if you're in a friendship, in in reality, you shouldn't be playing games. That's my own point. These things are not, these things not be big deal. It, that's why I, I keep saying it. In real life, I've never seen, in real life, I've never seen cooking be a problem for, for couples. It's just, this thing is just a social media conversation. That's, that's why I don't like having it. It's just a social media thing. It's just people coming on Twitter just to risk conversations. I've yeah. not seen this thing apply in real life where cooking be cause trouble every time. It does not make sense because there are so many things that make a family, there are so many things that make a household, you know, be believable than just cooking. I'm, I'm just tired of talking about this thing, man. Like it's taking up my time and energy. energy. It, like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not seen Steve as passionate as this passion is in a very long time. I'm on I mean, around. Are, yeah. Around. It's, it's just annoying. I don't know why it's... I don't know. I don't know why. It's just... It, I, it's just... I don't want people to just grow up being entitled or being irresponsible. If you're a responsible person, if you wake up from anywhere you are in the morning, how can I be of service? How can I be of good use to the people around me? That's what that's the first thing I think about myself. How can people around me, how can I make their lives very, very easy? From my wife to my children to my friends to my neighbors. That's how I live my life. That's how I hold myself accountable. I'm account, I hold myself accountable for everything. What's my responsibility here? How do I do it? How, what should I do to make people happy? To make people comfortable, people that I love, people that I stay with. That's how to live life. You can't just wake up and just be a vagabond. I've not heard that word since 1986. <laughs> vagabond. It's fine. 
old Nigerian land. If, I'm, if I'm not making sense, you guys have, have the right to come here and say we are not making sense. I'm just this is at this high. I clearly see your point, and I think yeah. it's the I think I think it's you know it's a nuanced conversation, and I want us to keep having this conversation. I want people to react to this. I want people to write in, and then we will discuss it. And you know we have some headway. It's the only way. I think for a few weeks now we've been going back and forth on this issue and a couple and of this other cooking things. Is, ah, it's too long, man. Yeah, but I I do appreciate it because we need to see like different perspectives as well. Please, man, man, you people that go and queue for fuel and go and you know, please you to write that you don't want to do generator work anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems it's only one word, only one side. Because men don't talk. You two don't you say you are tired. You don't want to do any generator work, generator work anymore. Finish. Oh, wow, I understand. I understand the conversation about cooking. If people are really frustrating you and leaving everything to you, you are the one going to the because because this cooking we're talking about is an everyday thing, you know, because people have to eat every day. But if everybody is contributing equally and fairly to a process, I don't see why it should be a problem. So, you know what? Anytime I see people complain on Twitter now about cooking, I will just jump into a conclusion that in a toxic relationship. Because if mm. you're in a healthy relationship, cooking should, be, should not be a problem. Because everybody should be, you know, should be contributing equally and fairly to a process to make everybody happy. You know? So if you're growing up, if, if I see you on Twitter and I just complain about cooking, I just feel that, oh, you're, you're in a toxic relationship. You come from a toxic family. And all I have to do is just pray for you, for God to help you. Oh, she. Holy police. Hey, to wife. With these few words of mine, I hope I've been able to convince you. Steve, not you're not coming for the you're not coming for the reception. <laughs> That's what we're telling you. No, we'll <laughs> not confuse you that society does not determine anything. Make everybody just do the one when they when we make them happy. Just remember, you have to be accountable and responsible. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mr. Didi. <laughs> I said you are welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, Mr. Didi. Uh, I don't have all of that. People are stressing me. All right, let's go to something more um, lighthearted. Hopefully, it's lighthearted. The head is. <laughs> Hopefully, it's lighthearted. Oh, that's a gay. You did play. <laughs> why did he, why did he make uh, why why is that, why did he make Arista angry now? That's my that's my baby. Bro. What's he, what what happened? Why did they give her a word? Calm of yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, calm down, calm down, calm down. First of all, thank you. What's the name of our What's the name of our fan group? Of a fan Mobsters. club, short skirt. short skirt. Yeah, that's the name of the group. It's called. Are you? Are you? Are you? Be, be serious. Okay. Oh, like, are you serious? Is it Mobsters? I like it. If it's yeah, most yeah. Mobsters, that's the Jay Z and Drake Mobsters. record. Do you remember? Osaki does not know. Osaki does not know Drake like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know Drake like that. You don't know Drake like that. Do you know Mobsters? He knew. He in new school. <laughs> I know Mobsters. Okay, no Mobsters. Okay, okay. Uh, shout out to you, you never showed us that you like you don't like Drake. Osagi, I just have a feeling that you don't like Drake. You don't fuck with Drake. Aye, what do you think? Am I right? You know why? Because Drake yeah, is why? the DJ. Drake is the new Jay Z. That's why. You know. So. Mm. Yeah. See, 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 guys, mm. that's not yeah. true. You, you what not true? How can you just say I don't like Drake? I said yeah. I had the feeling. I didn't. I didn't say you don't like Drake. See, don't do like the, uh, the uh, listeners that are, that are writing to Ross. Listen to I me. Don't, I didn't say you don't. You, I didn't say you don't like Drake. I said I have a feeling that you don't mm-hmm. like Drake. There's a difference now. Mm. So it's it's on you to tell me that yo your feelings are right or you are wrong. So 
Shoot. Your feelings are wrong. Simple. Now fight. No be fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you have conversations. No vex, no vex. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big okay. Drake fan. Uh, right. My best Drake album is Nothing Was the Same. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's it. Uh, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's my that's my best. Yeah, Millennial Drake fan. We Gen Z. Our best album is um, Views. If you're reading this, is not too late. <laughs> yeah, you can. That can go too. That can go too. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I like Drake when he makes real, like, good, you know, rap music, that kind of music. So, um, I like the Views album as well. Um, I think it's a dope album. Um, of course, none of the same is like my best Drake album. Um, yeah, yeah, big, big, big Drake fan. Um, love all. How did you get here? So, Mob Ties and the name is the name of um, Arrestas Mo- fan club. No Mob Ties, Mob Stars, Mob Stars, Mob Stars. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mob Stars with two Bs. So, I'm yeah. Mob Star. All right. Pause. Mob Stars. Uh, so why are you pausing it? Is it a? Because Mob Stars need to wear shorts. Where's your short skirt? You don't have short skirt, <laughs> man. Where's your short skirt? Bro, so, let me tell you, men can wear short skirts. Society cannot define what we wear, what we don't wear. My own society, you if, you wear, if you wear an army, I go, I go flog you, kid. My, that's my own society. My own avian inside avian. I beg. <laughs> I beg. My brother, bro, you have to agree that, let me tell you, you have to agree that uh, gender in itself and the, mm. the, the fashion styles attached to it then gender is a societal concept. Mm. Speak, speak, Gen Z, brother. Speak, Gen Z, brother. <laughs> I beg. Please, Osagi, head this. Right. Yeah. Um, the head is... You've not answered me now. Yeah, you've not answered me why they give my girl this. Um, uh, that is what we're about to it. talk about now. Calm down, man. Ah, yeah, you fake, about about you fake feminist ally. Uh, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> why is the word fake just trending today? You are just being mischievous with this fake thing. I'm the... For, for, for full... I'm the, I'm the lead researcher of this podcast, right? <laughs> I'm a feminist ally. There's nothing fake about me. I'm real. Okay. Shout out to you. Very, very real. What's my motherfucking name? Are you Ellie? All right. Um, so the head is who? Did you, did you watch the, the show? Um, unfortunately, I, I had a very blissful sleep, you know, a nice slumber, <laughs> so I could not watch it. Okay. Steve, did you watch the award ceremony? Um, I was aw- I was awake and um, I was reading. I was studying. So, bro, we are bro. Hold on, we are we are washed. We are washed, bro. Wait, now you said all that just to say no. Yes, no, I wasn't. I was you awake, but I was I was studying. I was actually awake. I was awake um that night from twelve thirty. I started reading from twelve thirty a.m. to four a.m. four a.m. I went to bed. Then okay. in between, there was one five ten minutes. I went on Twitter. I saw that oh, Hedis is on. the Hedis is on. Then I made sure I was without my phone for the remainder of my time awake, and that was how I was able to you know you know um, study well and um, cover everything that I was supposed to cover and slept by four a.m. Shout out to me. You know, you taught me. Now when I when I was complaining about not being able to focus, you said take your phone away, and I did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you are my friend. You saved me there. You were responsible for me studying well. Right? We know, we know. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yes. I so back to the headings. Yeah, that's service. 
Yeah, that's service. service. Yeah, that's service. service. All right. So yeah, I watched. Okay, so I was uh, I caught a, a bit of the headies, and it was so I was watching. Um, shout out to Imaoni. He has. That's like when you talk about the front, um, the the forefront of um, Afrobeats curation, right? I won't uh, particularly say journalism because he he doesn't describe himself as a journalist. But when it comes to like reviewing music and all that, he's in the Afrobeats media space and he's done an excellent job over the last years. He did a watch party, so I was watching his watch party. So the award show is being live streamed on YouTube. Then he, you know, he live streams it on his own live stream. And their comments on it. And it was pretty interesting because he's giving the commentary. People are, you know, um, giving their own feedback in the live chat section and all that. And it was interesting to watch. Um, the head is the head is. Okay, so disclaimer first, right? I used to be a core academy member of the head is for, I think, about four, four or five years. Should that be a disclaimer too? If you, if you, if you, you know, it would be good to give disclaimer. So it's funny because mm, I, this, this is something yeah. I want. So me disclaimer also, I'm a member of the academy. Two years now, yeah. So yeah, I'm a member of the academy. Please the don't let me go viral. Yeah. The disclaimer is pinning me because this is an information I wanted to use to bully and I thought I am. Yeah, yeah sorry. Fine. You can't shame the shameless. And I has gone public with <laughs> You can't shame the shameless. Right. So I, was, I was a core academy member. I resigned last. I think I resigned, yeah. This year? Um, no, last year. Well, okay, last okay, year was okay. my last official working in, in working capacity and all that, yeah. So, yeah, I left that and all that. So, um, I'm not going to Will give you... you, a why, very, you why did you leave? Why did I leave? No, I'm not mm. going to discuss all of that here. No. Okay. My reasons for leaving and all that. But I'm also not going to give a very... Um, uh, uh, what do you call it now? Objective. Yeah. Objective and I'm biased. I have to, I'm sorry. Obviously, you're <laughs> biased. I'm not going to give a very objective review of what happened. I'm, so, if you guys are looking for objective review from Usagi on this one, no. That's why I'm giving you guys the full disclaimer, you know, that I used to be part of this group and all that. Um, all I'll just say is we need to strive for more excellence, right? That's what we need to do. It's glaring. There are some things that were glaring. Some of the production needs to be better. Some of the performances need to be better. You know, all these things. We need to strive for excellence in everything that we do. And the more we strive for excellence, the better the outcomes will be. Right? Now, because I've also been at the back end of things, I would also tell you that as you are trying to strive for excellence, right, there are a lot of factors that are pulling you back or are impeding you know that your that your your drive to reach the zenith of excellence the village so, people there among possibly they could be among okay. and those things you know just 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 make things mess things up for example it will be and this is what the award show has, you know, faced in a, in a couple of editions. You want, to, you want to award people, you want to give people awards, you want to bring people on stage. But these people are not even present. That's, yeah. one, that's one big headache. And this is not deflecting from the organizers and throwing it on the artists. I'm just saying, 
I've, we've, I've, you know, we've said it now that the award show needs to strive for excellence and can be way better than what it is, right? That's one thing. Um, but on the other hand, there are some things they are trying to achieve that they can't just achieve. You can't award somebody that is not present at the award show. Like somebody who won, sorry, sorry, like somebody who won three awards last night and was not, was not available. My brother, when they used to do this award show at a cool hotel, and the winner is XYZ. The person is still in the hotel room. Show has started. It's mad. You know. Yeah. yeah I, know. I know the stories now. That person, please calm down. That person will say, how many people are there? Are people there yet? You know. So, the thing, the, the story, the story plenty. You understand? The consistency, 16 hour, 16 edition, right? 16th edition. Consistency is crazy. Now, the whole controversy of should we take it there, should we bring it here? We clearly see and we've had this conversation. Africa is content, that's where is the market. Everybody will Simple. move and face, you know, a market that can get them more money. I can't fault anybody. Number two, it's a private organization. Don't Nigerianize it. What do people try and do DSTV and try and make it look like it's a Nigerian um, agency? It is not. It's a private organization. The board. Um, or, or the owner can do whatever they want, he wants to do with it. This is business. Yeah, it's not a Nigerian institution at all. Do you understand? So, I, that whole thing of, oh, it has to be done in like, mm, 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 mm. let your government set up a recording academy and, or the, at least the creative ministry of, of um, uh, which ministry is this now? Cultural, it's not, uh, Ministry of Culture. Yeah, Ministry of Culture. Uh-huh. And I had to encourage them, they should create their own award show or their own pipeline to oh, celebrating artists, whether it's in, you know, whatever section, movies or music and whatever. And they have a recording academy and do something in Nigeria. Where anybody's private business, just like anybody listening to this podcast, you started your business in Nigeria. If you want to take your business out of Nigeria, nobody's going to, you know, um, stop you. So it's the same way. Right? The show itself, I'm not going to get into it. Um, the winners, that's very subjective. I, I don't have a, an issue with that. Um, I saw Ira Star come out to speak on the um, why women were not awarded on the show and all that. Yes, yeah, some I think categories it, were not mentioned. Yes, yeah, so what happened is that some categories were not mentioned. Now, it just so happens that a bulk of those categories that were not mentioned or were not awarded on stage, right, include almost all the women, the, the female categories, including female artist of the year, female vocal performance. I think yeah. those are the, like the key ones. And a few others, I think maybe women won. I think best r single or something like that. I remember. Yes. And this just happened to be a coincidence. It has nothing to do with, oh, we didn't want to award It just happened. It could have, because other awards were also not mentioned. But the problem is that a bulk of winners are always male because it's a male-dominated industry. Yeah. And so that, that happened. So I understand Ira's point. I think there should be more scrutiny on just the general organization than, oh, they didn't award like women on stage, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And guess what? Maybe they should have announced it. But the feedback I'm hearing is that some of these people were not even in the in the in the in the hall, right? But maybe mm-hmm. again, just go ahead and announce it. But I also understand from a production point of view, right? It is not a good thing, or it is not 
a good side to announce winners who cannot pick up their awards on stage. It's not good for production. Definitely. So, again, you know, we'll be here next year. Having a conversation with someone, you know, earlier today. And what should be happening is that you should just have more than one award. I think that even takes off the load or that even creates competition rather, you know, with the headies and maybe another platform that can create another award show that's just as good or better, right? And then they can compete for what? For, for you know, excellence in, in, in production and, and on organization. What I want to see more is, can we have a recording academy like the Grammy has? That is the cuckoo. That's the first thing. Yeah. Where we can clearly document. And I love what, you know, um, Ayo is doing at turntable charts with documentation of music, the charts, you know, awarding people with plaques who have hit a certain milestone and all that. And I, I hope a platform like turntable charts can have their own award ceremony in the nearest future and build up from there. That's my whole thoughts about the headies. Um, so yeah, um, jumping about, jumping um, to that conversation about, you know, female artists not being recognized, you know, that was a production flaw. I was even surprised. It was only when I had tweeted about it that I even knew something like that happened because I didn't even know. I, was, I just saw the winner's list, which I, I didn't even know like 90% of the winners because I just did my own part and the new winners were winners at the end of the day. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't calculated, it wasn't deliberate at the end of the day. It just happened. It was one of those silly things that happen when, you know, when things don't just go according to plan and something happens by mistake and it now leads to a bigger narrative, which is not true. You know, I know in the nomination process where we all, you know, insisted that even if there was no female nominee in any category, a female nominee had to be there just for female presence, you know, just to help, you know, the ladies in the music industry. So I don't think that whole accusation of, you know, them being biased towards women stands well. You know, it is on Twitter, people run without narratives. Uh, when it comes to the winners, um, I have no problem with that. You know, every award ceremony will have its own winners, by determined by their own, by, by the different factors or criteria they set up for themselves. So, that, I have no issue with that. Um, I like, as I said, it's just the production. Um, the production has to be excellent. And I don't just think it's the head is. I think it's just a culture we have in Nigeria. If you look at all our live events in the first place, Dirty December is around the corner. And once again, we'll see Nigerians complaining about the same old thing, you know. And uh, it's just a culture of excellence that we need in Nigeria on how we do things. Even goes down to the people who are attending. Uh, artists, if you know you're a nominee, it just behooves you to just even come early at the end of the day. If you know you're a guest, please come early at the end of the day. And that's why I respect the AMVCA. AMVCA will write it there, 7 p.m., doors will close because they're going live. If you're not in the hall by 7 p.m., the doors will be closed. I think Eddie should borrow that leaf. And there's no this thing. If you're not in, you're not in. That's it. As simple as that. But yeah, um, shout out to Ayanima Shandunis again. Started since 2006. It's not beans. There have been many award ceremonies along the line that have died after two, three, four seasons. I also think, you know, um, they just need to revamp a, thing, a few more things at the end. You know, just tweak some processes and I think it'll be, and it'll be greater. As for the America talk, Omo, Afrobeast is no longer Nigerian. It's to the world right now. And America is where the money is. The UK is where the money is. So it's only right. And you can't get all those artists, most of them were on tour, to now come back to Lagos for one night 
for an award, they might not win and go back again. They have to weigh the options. If you have $40,000 $40, waiting for you in Dallas, it makes no sense for you to come back to Nigeria for just an award ceremony. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, and having said that, I do think Magic, Magic Sticks should have won producer of the year. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, man. I just did my own job. <laughs> I just did my own job with the nominees, man. But if I wanted somebody yeah. to win, if there's anybody that I wanted to win, it should have been Magic Sticks. Yeah, for producer of the year, because of, you know, the way they defined, him and Ashake defined a certain sound Yeah, that was immediately adopted. You know, people would re tried recreating that yeah, sound. Yeah, duplicated it. It became the sound of the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one. Um, ah, there was something else I wanted to mention. Damn, I forgot. Yeah, I think you know, in terms of like production excellence, right? Excellence in like production of shows, people should look towards the church. I saw a lot of feedback at, uh, on that yesterday. Yeah, the experience mm -hmm. is done at TBS, and my goodness, it's flawless. It's flawless. Yeah. yeah, or even every Sunday service, church service. It's mad. You know, go to house the rock on a Sunday. Production is, you know, the pastor comes out and says, you know, um, open your Bibles to First Kings, bro. That shit is on the screen as quickly yes, as yes, up. You know, before the guy starts reading, it's there, and he says, oh, you know, scroll down to let's let's quickly go to Second Kings, and you know, the guy just puts it on the teleprompter, like, fam, it is church service productions are a one. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot to learn. Also, they have a lot to learn from. We don't want to borrow a leaf. They should go and see how the AMVC does stuff too. AMVC is spotless production from beginning to the end. Yeah, yeah. All right. This topic we want to talk about. I, I promise, I hope I don't end up shouting on this on, on this episode. Uh, now you are still going to shout over for this one. All right. This whole Yahoo Boy tech bro conversation. Oh, God. I don't know where to start. Start from the context. Start from the background. What led to it? Let's start from the backstory, Abby. Yeah. All right. So, backstory of this whole reintegrating Yahoo Boys, so to say, and Yahoo Boys, and I use Yahoo Boys, I use, I, you know, I put air quotes, Yahoo Boys, into upskilling, upskilling, you know, people who have dabbled into fraud or who are about to dabble into fraud, upskilling them in, with tech skills, right? The whole conversation, I don't know how it started, but it became a conversation where people were saying, oh, why do you want, someone came and, you know, the, the conversation was around um, how do you um, help out young people moving into, or young people moving into internet fraud or trying out internet fraud or being recruited to carry out internet fraud. and then. You know, there was a an opinion that came about saying, "Oh, why don't you train these people with the relevant tech skills so they can apply themselves in other areas? They can apply themselves to actually having jobs where they can pay, um, where having jobs where they can, I mean, fend for themselves. It is easy and not choose a life of crime, right?" So other people, you know, the other side of the opinion or the other opinions were, oh, why do you want to teach people who have committed fraud or who perpetrate fraud with tech skills, right? And then there was that whole back and forth. And Tunde Onokoya, I don't know if you, know, if you don't know Tunde Onokoya, he's the 
um I don't know how to describe it, maybe a convener or the person who has run chess and slums, a guy who has gone to the slums in Lagos and you know trained young boys and upskilled them, and he does that through the 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 his his way of capturing these boys, so to say, is through chess, teaches them how to play chess, and from there they've helped a lot of young boys, they've raised a lot of money to help the young boys move them out of the slums, train them, etc, etc. So he's well known for doing things like that. Very lovely initiative. So he did a whole thread, right, about this whole tech and Yahoo boy conversation. And he broke down how easy it is, right, to recruit young boys into a life of internet fraud right he explained with a lot of context he explained that there are a lot of gray areas and i'll read some of his tweets he said i'll start off with saying that as a 17 year old teenager from ikorodu the only thing that prevented me from getting into yahoo was because i couldn't afford a laptop not morals not religion not convictions if someone had introduced me to hk then maybe I would have been on a much different path, one that leads to Tunde Wire, right? HK, I believe, is is a an acronym for is it Hustle Kingdom? I don't know. Yep, it's Hustle Kingdom. Okay, Hustle Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. And so he says, this desperation became deeply rooted in my heart due to many rights. I watched my mother go to bed. Many nights I watched my mother go to bed hungry. Things are a lot more intense now as mothers are taking loans and plunging themselves into massive debts to buy laptops for their sons to start doing Yahoo. This is not hearsay. To them, a worthy sacrifice as it could be their only ticket out of generational poverty. To really understand this Yahoo boy scourge, we need to get off our Twitter high horse and feel the pulse of the streets. We can't keep complaining about effects without addressing underlying, underlying causes. Dismissing it as just greed or theft lacks depth and is too inconclusive. It is a crime, no doubt, but it is easy to be judgmental about crime when you live in a world privileged enough to be removed from it. The streets has taught me that everyone has different notions of right and wrong and what level of crime they are willing to participate in. Bro, did you hear what this guy just said? Yeah. The streets taught me that everyone has a different notion of right and wrong and what level of crime they are willing to participate in. Mm-hmm. Why that thing across all the social economic classes? We'll get there. I'll use Ikorodu as an example, as it is home for me. If you randomly select 20 teenagers between the ages of 14 to 18 in Ikorodu, I can assure you that 80% are already into internet scam and the remaining 20%, given enough time, will eventually give in to peer pressure. This is honestly how bad things currently are. The journey of most Yahoo boys doesn't begin in adulthood. We lose most of them within the ages of 14 to 18. The gap years between finishing secondary school and gaining admission into university 
is where they are most vulnerable. Then he talks about how they get recruited into these networks, popularly known as HK. They have a mentor who houses them, you understand, feeds yeah. them, teaches them all the kind of tricks, fishing, dating scams, wire fraud, etc., etc. Right? And then you have these HKs scattered across the country, Lagos, Benin, Worry, everywhere, right? They're in hotels, they're in houses, they're everywhere. And they have the same lifestyle. They use drugs, they flaunt wealth. It's the same yeah. thing. You know, staying in Ugudua, you see them come from the Ojota area when they come to some of the restaurants to buy food. And they come with one bands, you see all of them, you can't tell. Right? There's something this gentleman said, right? That makes a lot of sense. And and I'll get there, but he says what? He says, how can we, I'm skipping some of this. I'll put this thread, we'll put this thread in the show notes. It says, what can we do differently? Two years ago, my mentor, Johnson Ab- Abali, called me and said he wanted to be involved in a project called the Smarten House in the slums of Ikorodu. The idea behind this was to create a parallel culture that rivals the Yahoo Boy culture, our own HK. The, the experiment was to find some of the smartest teenagers in Ikorodu living in extreme poverty between the ages of 14 and 18 and find some more teenagers already involved in internet scam and bring them together in a Smartan house for eight weeks. We called it Smartan Krubiko or Crookable. Uh, cro- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that well. In those eight weeks, they learned these skills under the guidance of mentorship of Johnson Abali. We separated it into three prongs and created a world-class curriculum to introduce them to the world of tech and mindfulness, a foreign concept to most of them at the beginning. Communication and presentation skills, collaboration teamwork, creativity design thinking, right? Then tech skills. So that was under soft skills. Then you had tech skills, digital marketing, SEO, data analytics, cybersecurity, web development, and then intelligence, financial intelligence, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, right? He says the project was successful um, and all that, right? Um, and there's something he said that is very key that I want to bring out. I'm going to pull it out now, which makes a lot of sense. He says what? He says one of the... He now talked about one of the boys that's, you know, from the chess and slum, from one of the boys from under the bridge that they trained. And before he knew it, the boy has built his own HTML page and already had learned HTML and CSS, right? Which is amazing. But he says something. He says he read in a book and that in that book, someone said, crime succeeds because crime does the one thing the government doesn't do. Crime cares. Crime is grassroots. Crime looks for young kids who need support and a lifting hand. Crime gets involved in a community. Crime does not discriminate. Mm-hmm. Is that they're starting a new cohort of smartans in September. This time, they're bringing 50 of these echoes, Yahoo boys, in the crookable, and you will see their progress in real time. And then it says people should donate. Now, this whole thing has been met with some of the biggest animosity on social media that I've ever experienced. Why why though? Um, People are basically saying, 
you want to train Yahoo boys with tech skills, you're only going to empower them to commit more crimes because now they are fully equipped to go into internet fraud and commit more crime. So what should the Yahoo boys now do that want to be reformed? And, you know, I... I So the number one problem is that, see, if all this conversation was happening in the room, everybody would talk it out. And within like one hour, everybody will understand their points and yeah. mostly, most likely will gravitate towards Tunde's points. But because social media does not allow for nuanced and contextual conversations, right? And any, everybody only thinks in absolutes. We can't have those kind of conversations. Mm. Now, I think it's important for people to understand. First of all, I actually feel a lot of people are speaking from a point of privilege, right? That's yeah. the first thing. Number two, a lot of people also want to gatekeep things that they think they should only be and they are kind of like economic or their social class should be privy to, mm-hmm. which is all this whole tech thing. Yeah, I mean, tech book. Tech, yeah, you know, and all that shit, which doesn't make sense because you can't, there's no gatekeeping technology. Like, it's, it's, it's technology. The fuck are you gatekeeping? Like, you can't, you yeah, you can't gatekeep technology. No? It's open. It's technology. The, next, the next wave of technology, are you going to gatekeep it as well? You might not even be privy to it. Like, it's stupid for you to think that way, right? So that's that. My point here is, if you've noticed that young people are susceptible to going into a life of crime, why don't you create something? The government has failed to do it. Why don't you then create something parallel, which is what Tunde is explaining, where you can take these young boys and influence them and show them that, see, you don't need to commit crime to live well. Yeah. What is driving these young boys into this internet fraud? We once interviewed Donald Duke, right? And yeah. he explained, this is one of the most important things I took from that interview. He talked about corruption. And he said, Usagi, mm. there is corruption of greed and there is corruption of need. Mm. The policeman on the streets that takes your 200 naira, your 500 naira, your 1,000 naira, and maybe goes home with 12,000 naira. Is that really greed? Or need? It's the need. Because all that money, he has kids he wants to take to school, that his salary can't meet up with it. He has to give his wife money so that they can find things to cook in the house. So he's corrupt because he needs that money. It's not greed. And that's how I look at these young boys who will go into a life of crime. When you see your mother with her empty belly at the end of the day, at yeah. night, you do anything to feed your family. Yeah, you have your back against the wall, man. You have to survive. There's no matter, no matter what. If you've not come from poverty and you don't understand what poverty is, you can't have this conversation. Yeah, you, you can't to judge to the boys. The room, shut the fuck up and listen to people talk who have experienced this or who have experienced this maybe in themselves, by themselves, or understand what's going on on ground. You need to understand what poverty would do to people. So you need to have some sort of empathy towards people who are experiencing extreme poverty and have gone into a life of crime to fend for their family. What this young man is saying now is that if we can show these boys there's another pathway not to commit crime, but yeah. they can upskill themselves to earn money, to take care of themselves and family, then that is success. 
And if you can't see that as a level of success, then my brother, my sister, you're speaking from a point of privilege. You're blinded by your privilege. That's what this young man is saying. Then let's even, I had a conversation with Steve earlier in the day. Let's even just break down this nonsense. So he teaches them how to, he teaches somebody how to be a front-end engineer now, a software developer. Then all of a sudden, the person, you've, you've taught the person how to do your work. The person is not going to take that skill to do more internet fraud. <laughs> you teach somebody to be a UX, UI designer. Then the person now is upskilled and, and now can, can perpetrate more fraud. Yeah, it wants to be a human. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how people think. Thinking in absolute. So what is that solution? Do they have a solution, first of all? Of course, there's no solution now. So they're not even contributing to the whole issue? There's no solution here. There's no solution. Next, next farm meal. As someone who came who came from a poor background and you know learned legal job, I'm offended that of your understanding of internal Yahoo boys and their motivation. Also, I'm so disappointed. In you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you oh God, yeah. When this boy was teaching them how to play chess, they were okay with it. Oh yes, yes, no. yes no. Tech is where they draw the line. Tech. Yeah. I don't I, understand. I be- Somebody, I believe I, I've, tried yeah, sorry. To, sorry, Steve, I've tried to understand, and I was asking a message in something in the group because we're having back and forth with someone in the group. How does upskilling these boys, how do you empower them to commit more fraud? Someone needs to explain it to me, yeah, in clear terms, in a clear way, because I don't understand. So, someone came on Twitter and said, uh, okay, let me just explain something to you now. Someone said on yeah. Twitter that he, he taught some boys. He taught some boys how to i don't know what he taught them but one of them hacked the account uh, hacked his facebook to start doing to start shooting uh, love letters and to start bombing you know what bombing now yeah, you know how they say yeah. bombing yeah. emails they said that's an example of them using what you taught them to perpetuate their crime that's just that laughing <laughs> oh my god see are you done I'm done. I'm done for now. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just disappointed. See, mildly I, I irritated. Yeah. I believe people. the. See, yeah. Nigerians are a bunch of classist people. I've not seen any. Well, I've, I mean, I've lived in Nigeria all my life and interacted with Nigerians most times. But please, Nigerians on every social economic level, Nigerians are classist. Even the guy, the lower class guy, is a fucking classist person. And it's irritating because you are all we are all poor. There's the one percent in this country is the are the only ones that have access to wealth. All of you shouting and screaming, we are all poor. Point the mind, point our pockets, point the country we live in. I'm unbelievably liquid, please. I don't call. So I'm looking Jesus name. Amen. I shall never be poor. I believe the issue with conversations on Twitter is it stems from people perceiving perceiving themselves as morally superior to others. Like it, it, it's important to remember that no one is inherently better than the other. We all simply have different life experiences and perspectives that have really shaped our opinions, you know. Um and this this has become very clear to me when like when I when I saw social media and I saw the various viewpoints on today's efforts to let me define what Tunde is doing. Tunde is hurting is is putting it is hurting that pipeline 
from the streets, from street hustles to cybercrime. Exactly. It's disrupting I it. Yeah, it's disrupting yes, it. I redirecting these young people towards learning practical skills to enhance, to, to practical skills to basically to sustainable life, livelihood, right? It's just disrupting that flow. That's what, just, what, that's what he's doing, you know? And that's what people are shouting. One side of the argument questions why there is an, an attempt to rehabilitate individuals, you know, suggesting that there, there's this... So, okay, one, you, don't, you didn't have a problem when he was teaching chess under the bridge, right? You know, some of you are asking, some of you are painting these old boys as criminals. What do you think those guys under the bridge were? You think they were not criminals? They were robbers now. They were jacking people. I don't understand. On our perspective, saying that he's, he's teaching them, like Asagi mentioned before, he's teaching them tech skills to, that will lead them to, to enhance, like to increase and perpetuate, you know, crime. I don't understand what you people... What was tech? What do you people think tech is? Digital, digital marketing, design, software engineering. That's what somebody is going to use to... Somebody... See, yeah. Uh, I've struggled there. Eh? I've struggled with I struggle with the concept, the, the idea behind all these arguments, right? Because Tunde is not saying that he's going to rehabilitate hardened and hardcore Yahoo boys. Do you understand? He's just addressing the pipeline of young of potential guys. That's it's a, it's a noble initiative. This is something everybody should be cheering for. I was surprised on a Monday morning, I just woke up, went on Twitter, and I just saw the 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 slew of criticism over this guy from people who have done nothing. You know, I it's it, I find it hard to take seriously to take to take the opinions of people who who have who have not done anything who have not done any work seriously. You know, people who have not done any work or people who don't who don't understand the realities on ground. People on Twitter, you know, raised in privileged environments, eh? they they just talk without necessary context and knowledge of what's happening. It's important to remember that judgment should be reserved for, for those who are genuinely involved. Like so those who are those who have who have who, who have a deeper understanding of, 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 of the situation. And I looked at everybody on my timeline who had like an opposing view to mine. And I looked at them and like all of you are privileged now. That's why people are talking. You're you're privileged. That's why you you have this morale, this morality, this you are, you are, you are, you are coming up with the morality angle. It's privilege that leads to morality, to be very honest. It's privilege. You know, it's a, it's a luxury to, to be privileged. The only reason I knew, right? The only reason, I, I grew up in Delta State. The only reason I didn't do Yahoo was because I was privileged enough, right? I was privileged enough. I, was privileged enough. I, have, I had a certain degree of material comfort and security that, that made me inform that I needed time to be okay to be rich and to be wealthy. Do you understand? Asagi, do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The, yes, the only reason I, I knew it would take time, the only reason I knew it takes time to be rich, it takes time to be well, to be okay, is because of is because of I didn't I wasn't I wasn't brought up in hunger. Right? I'm I'm not desperate. That's why I didn't go into internet internet crime. It wasn't because of morale. It was because I was privileged privileged enough to to be educated, to know about the process, about the journey, to make it. The vis that vision gives you, what gives you the patience to undergo this process is a vision and hope. You're asking someone without hope, without vision, to be patient. Do you understand what you're saying? 
Then someone said, someone on Twitter said the difference between you and the 16-year-old boy is your boy's opportunity. Someone said, no, the difference is I'm not be thief. <laughs> Sandra Ezekiel said this. So uninformed. I'm so sorry. Like it's so sad about how uninformed people are, how all unrealistic people are. You know, I, I see comments on Twitter, I just I just shake my head. Is it is it the same Nigeria that we, do you people don't go, do you people go out or people are just in, in, in this gated in this gate in your gated in your gated um, community just chilling and don't you don't you don't realize the impact of Nigeria what Nigeria has done to young people. People don't have hope. They don't have any vision. All they see is the guy, the, the guy driving a car. They see the, the hush puppies, man. They're seeing these guys. It's, and you are, ah oh, man. People are you are crazy on Twitter. God, you are so crazy. I just look at comments. I just shake my head. You know, gatekeeping. Uh, gatekeeping. What, what annoys me like. is this. Is this some kind of like superlex moral? They try to gatekeep. They try to gatekeep Afrobeat from Shehi vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah, those nasty. Oh yeah, that, that was elitism. Now that was pure elitism. They didn't get that. Now I saw those nasty comments from you, nasty. So who is this? Who is nasty. this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nasty. I'm irritated. Bro, so let me this, tell you something. Was, this was the, the 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 conversation on Twitter this morning was so eye opening. I was like, bro, let people, me let me let me let me tell you something. What's going on? Yeah. In 2010, right? I was listening to Tosin Bokno. Yeah. Blessed memory. Yes. Rest in power, Tosin Bokno. I love you. And she mentioned that, you know, there was going to be. There was call for entries for um a radio, I think the University of Portsmouth or so. I need to check. I can't even remember. They had a radio training, radio training, right? Storytelling, um, storytelling training, audio production. So you see this my journey into podcasting, audio, and all this. It's been a long time coming. And that uh, you know, people who were interested should to send an email and they will pick, you know, a, a, a number of people. And immediately I had a nice listen to Austin Buckner every day, right? I just went and sent the email and I got a response that, yeah, you've been picked. Um, resume at, I think it was at uh, somewhere in uh, MKLA Biola Gardens. I think he ended up being one of, I think, Amako Igwe's office or studio somewhere in MKLA Biola Gardens. And guess who, you know, who, who, who was my teacher? One of my teachers, Chris Idero. And that's where I met Chris Idero for the first time. And he didn't even remember years later that I attended that training. But I'll tell you, our training was, was very interesting. We had to produce a five-minute documentary on any story. And my group and I, our story was about um, a bus conductor, the, the life of a bus conductor. The daily life of a bus conductor. So we had to go to a jail bar and interview a conductor in the midst of things. Take like our recorder, get the audio, mix everything, write your scripts, you know, just do everything right. And that was when I met a guy who worked with the publisher of Wow magazine. And because I, you know, stayed in contact with, with that guy, even after our production, I think that whole thing was for like a week and we're done. Everybody left. And I stayed in contact with that guy. 
and you know he reached out to me hey i know you do a bit of writing and all that can you write the entertainment section of our magazine and i and i wrote the entertainment section of my it was a monthly magazine i think i wrote it for like 10 10 edition for a year and that's how i started to build my writing and it was there right that i now hooked up with dr flavor who worked at the radio station through my my dj friend and he said what have you done you know you want to be my sidekick what have you done and i pulled out those magazines and said this is what i've done so far i write the entertainment section of this publication oh, okay this looks interesting this looks really good okay come on come on my show wednesdays and fridays wednesday was 6 30 to 8 30 fridays was 5 36 o'clock or something and i used to read the entertainment section and i'll go to nets and you know curate my stories from net and all other publications and read give him you know i was like a sidekick so he'd be like he would do everything and say okay entertainment news now i got my sidekick here sax tell me what's going on in the entertainment world and then i would give him all the feedback and all that that's how i was able to build my career like that like that and i remember it was even Ayo that reached out to me and said oh man net is looking for the net engine is looking for a web content uploader check was even reached out to me man are you interested is in the DM. We can pull these DMs out. Yeah. 2010. And that's how I see, got the job see, at Net. see the line of action. You see the line of action. If I didn't get that job it. at Net, I don't get the job at Pulse. If I didn't get the job at Pulse, I don't even meet you. Like, bro, yeah. that is the... The chain reaction. See, and the, the line. See the, the chain reaction came from that led to it. The opportunity came from a simple training. Simple training. And what even gave you that opportunity for that training? You're listening to radio. You were informed. The way you were grew up, you were, you were you were brought up to seek information, right? Yeah. That's why you that's why you were listening to radio in the first place. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like even listening yeah. to a radio, even have, having the time to listen to a radio is a privilege. It's a privilege. It bro, is. I'm still, I'm I'm take, I'm you bro. know you know you know you know the new in, in career that I'm moving into, right? And yep. I'm on Twitter and I see a lot of people, you know, these guys on Twitter who share like cheat sheets, who share yeah. like a lot of stuff, right? Share yeah. like free um, pathways, you know, you know, and they go Into to Gumroad, other, and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and these things are free on Gumroad, and they'll just put yeah. it up, man, I have this thing up for so, so, so period of time, if you can download it, and all yeah. those things have helped me, yeah. information, bite-sized information that have guided yeah. my path, right, yeah. these kids don't even have the data Bro. to be on Twitter, Bro. they don't even have a phone, <laughs> do you understand that access yeah. to information is still a privilege in Nigeria, the problem with Nigeria, and we, we explained this thing before, right? And that's why that whole 350k hair nonsense. The problem is that different economic people of different economic, so people of different economic classes are constantly clashing and the ideals and value systems are very different. And it takes maturity, right? For you to step back and see where someone you are engaging with is coming from or, 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 or understand what they are saying before you then pass your judgments. And he said something that was very, you know, of course it was tongue-in-cheek. Let me see if I can pull it up because that was, that was, that was, that was like a low blow from him. But yeah, I understand what he's saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it out now. He says, uh, To even to even to even suggest that oh boys go into internet crime because they are greedy. Do you know what Come greed on. is? <laughs> <laughs> Good is 
Steve, greed <laughs> is when you come from a political dynasty, you run for office, and you still steal money instead of delivering to the people. That is greed. And that is way worse because you're affecting the lives of millions of people. I love, destiny I love of what people. Ian said here. I love what Ian <sighs> yeah. said here. Social he media. Said, social media is okay. Yeah. He said, again, the problem is a lot of you people don't read. If you carefully read this magic, if you carefully read this, if you carefully read this, the magic is deliberate mentorship along a chosen skills path. It's not just teaching them tech skills, but it is way easier for you to be sanctimonious as you arrange your fraudulent proof of funds loan for Jaqua. That's a nice one. That's a low blow there. Did you, did you see something I tweeted about Yahoo Boys like in like about four or five days ago? No, what did you say? Ah, I first quoted our vice president that said, um, "Good leaders, good people, um, nice nice men don't build yeah, good I saw um, that. society." Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was a sarcastic comment, anyway. But, you know, I, I don't understand. Bro, the conversation on this one is just, it, 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 it wasn't supposed to surprise me knowing like what Twitter is, but it still nah, did bro. because, because I'm sure it just gave me a full, like, like people, people are just ignorant. People are, people are not just ignorant. They that's wish to stay so, yeah, in their bubble. Yeah, they live in a yeah. bubble. Yeah, they people live in a bubble. You know yeah, what? Because I, I struggle. Another thing, another another thing that makes me laugh, people who put themselves in those situations. Oh, I grew up with people who were poor. We're all poor. Poor girl level, my guy. Poor girl level. <laughs> Bro, you didn't you follow them. Because, is, is morality is not the reason you follow them. Like, in my, let me tell you something. Eh? As I, I'm so happy that many of you are never going to be in a position where you are that desperate to do what these guys are doing. That's a testament to how God has blessed you. Yeah. And I'm so happy for you. That my brother, things are people, my people, things are happening. You know, like the, you know what they call vision and hope? People don't have it. They don't even know. <laughs> Bro, they don't even know it. Like, how can you have vision and hope back to when you can't eat I still travel to, I still, I still, tra I, still tra I still travel to where I, where I come from, right? Like, and I still go back to like some places where I still meet people who are, and there's no point describing what I do to them. Oh, what do you like? There's no point because they, they don't even they can't even get it. They don't even understand it. They don't, bro. They don't understand. They can't. Let me let me <laughs> let me tell you something. I re I went to a fakojai. Hmm? Yeah. Amadia, right. Then I was recent. I recently went to some part in Bariga. I called my friend. I said, "My brother, we live in a bubble." People are going through it, especially in this time. People are going through it. He said, what happened? I narrated where I'd been and all that. He said, that's cool. Now go to the north. It was there. Bro, I saw a video of, I don't, I can't remember the states, that somebody was eating and they were waiting for him to finish eating so, so that could, they could yeah. eat this. Yeah. Take care and the remaining. So that is the person... <laughs> So you, you know understand? that southern poverty is different from northern poverty. There are two different levels you again. Know why people are being recruited into Boko Haram? There's no job, my guy. They don't have. They, where is job? Do you understand what people? Do you know that people are selling their kids right now for fifty k? So or people are selling their kids for fifty k. Do people understand what poverty is? I was in. 
during 2020. I think I, I think it's just Instagram. You see Yahoo boys popping champagne on Instagram, and they just think ah, that's the reality of Yahoo boys. Yeah. He's thinking in absolute. It must yeah, be zero or it's one. It yeah. can be in between. And you have to change your thinking and understand that this thing is very, very nuanced. Anyways, man, I see. Another, another fun meal next week. Oh, yes. We are waiting for the... Is, is that? I think we're waiting no, for we... the anti Pablo Escobar people. <laughs> yeah, because obviously they're they so morally superior. You know, they, they frown. You know, they have zero tolerance for internet crime. Now we, now we, now we like internet Steve, crime. I know we're looking at this through gender lens because as internet crime has increased, right? Prostitution or sexual, sexual work has increased a lot in the last 10 years. My brother. If you go to Ikeja City Mall from 8 o'clock, <laughs> my brother, that is a den of iniquity. Yeah. You know, the, and if you know Ikeja City Mall, Ikeja City Mall, you can throw a stone from City Mall to someone lose office. This is right yeah. there in the governor's, of, governor's face. And yeah. you are joking. I know I see these girls come from, they went to Vivan Falao. These guys didn't go to Vivan yeah. Falao. They didn't go to Queen's College. Oh. That's the day they yeah. went to secondary school, safe. With the that's also another set of training. Yes, people don't people don't still understand why this is very very well. We are in a very like this. The situation is like really critical because we're deteriorating state Fast. of the country. You Fast. know our educa- our educational system is zero. So the, that that education that we, um, you know the education that we had in in public secondary schools, right? Like my generation is like gone. The, it's gone. the millennials. The, the edu- we had like like semi solid. Yeah. primary and secondary education yeah. in, in yeah. government the institutions, government right? All the government schools, yeah. That thing is no longer there. Just so do that, thing, that thing that gave us that exposure, that gave us that opportunity to read and be educated. Like when I was in secondary school, I knew of the world out there. I knew of the things in Lagos. That's why I, when I finished school, I came to Lagos because I knew that there's something waiting for me here, right? And it's nothing criminal. It's just to build my life into something sustainable. That thing that gave me that information was just the way the education that I that I grew up with from my parents and from the school system. That school system does not exist right now at all, except in private schools. Even the private schools has to be like top percent. Exactly, except in private schools where you have to be privileged right now to be going to private school. And ninety percent of Nigerian kids are not that privileged. They are going to second. They are going to schools that can't equip them. I can't give them the tools. The poverty capital of the world. Then the what is the most available tools to them is to commit crime, armed robbery, internet crime. Mm-hmm. My brothers, blood and we are saying tomorrow we are saying it's greed that is leading them there. It's not greed, my brother. Uh-huh. There's nothing for uh, tomorrow. Is it that survive or die? Bro. We have bro. songs that celebrate internet fraud. I don't see anybody cancelling any Nobody. because That's what you were saying. You people go and buy tables at the concerts. You know why? Because when you go to Hard Rock Cafe or you go to South, you know, it's hard for you to say, DJ, please don't play Charlie Poppy or don't play all these guys. You know. You understand? Like, you really see the culture promoting this kind of thing and I've not seen you guys saying, no. hey, yeah. I'm not doing this. Bro, I'm you guys are making fun of Kanayo Kanayo's blood money stuff. You guys are doing your yeah. memes about it because you know that there's a blood money industry going and that is desperation to make money by any means necessary. Yeah. Is the guy that's trying to hurt a pipeline of... Mm-hmm. You know, it disgusts me. Disgusting. 
Oh, this, I, the conversation just made me so them. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told them. I told them I won't review. Burner Boy. Burner Boy told y'all. <laughs> no, tell me. Don't don't tell me you didn't tell us again. What did tell me? Say, we don't get sense on Nigeria. I didn't tell me with that. You didn't tell me any of that. Thing. Okay. I know you guys. But, there's this myth about Burner Boy that goes around. Uh, uh, he made it in spite of the industry. He went Steve, against the industry. Steve, and I'm like, to, bro. Steve, you want me to talk to you? It's such an uninformed view and opinion that it does not is is an agenda that does not that does not make sense no the, the agenda you think is he was just this independent artist that was calm and was grinding the agenda steve. exists steve <laughs> steve yeah, yo, i'm ready to argue this thing with you guys i'm not arguing i'm not even what what the agenda is is that maybe you know most likely anyway not even maybe bonaboy had issues with people in the industry but the way his narrative has been sold is that nigerians didn't give a fuck about him that nigerians yeah. never liked him that Nigerians never yeah. liked like to party, never liked Ye and yeah. all these records, which is a bloody lie. Yeah. But there are two narratives Bonas used to break out internationally. One, he was not accepted in Nigeria, and two, is a Pan African. Yeah. And those two things are Francis. <laughs> and Please. those things are beautiful. Let's just, let's just, if you ask issues with people, you yeah, so, so if you want to argue, let's go. Oh, yeah, I have my facts. Bonner had issues with people who he had done business with before, and they didn't fuck with him anymore. People he had done pay, they had, they had paid payola, and they didn't place records. That's different, you know. But when it comes to Nigerian supporting you, fuck with your music, even though you are not... You just had it. You are yeah, the most, you you are the most problematic artist at that time. People were still fucking with you. But not act as if Ye blew up in England or in America. Yeah. Bro, you came late to your show in the hotel 2019, like 3am or so, and people still waited yeah. and they performed your song. They sang your songs for you word for word. But in his, in his story to, you know, into fame, into Hollywood, Nigeria has never fucked with him. It was the company. is not the first artist to gradually build his career in a like to build his career like gradually in a gradual process. Like he didn't he didn't come out as a as a with as a pop, like as a hit, like as a popular artist from the gate. He's not the first person. It's actually different artists have their own different career journey. Some come out and be popular from the gate. Whiskey came out with um the, what the song in the high school, what's the title? Hiya Hala out your boy. First record, it was a hit, and from there he became, you know, popular. Everybody don't go through their career like that. Some people just come and build from the ground up gradually, gather fan base, release EPs like Bonaboy did, some mixtapes and albums, and gradually build it before yeah. everything just. Obviously, goes, he took the long route. Because yeah. there's, there's an interview I read where his she said she made sure that he performed around the country, and that was what gave him yeah. his experience on how to perform yeah. live. I perform life. I'm also kind of fans like that's you like that the, a group of fans that will really really stick with you. I'm not even mad. I'm not even I'm mad really. that Bonaboy is using this narrative. Is that Nigerians have started believing this narrative? Yeah, I started believing the narrative. Like, where were you guys five years ago, six years? Is it like you guys are not listening to music then, or you're not listening to Bonaboy? You will act as if Yeah was the first song Bonaboy dropped and it blew. Come on now. Like I said, Bonaboy won Rookie of the Year with Dami Crane. Heard this 2013 or 2012. I can't remember I, the year. I, I remember what is album. His the Wadi, the Bonaboy featured the feature on that album was well talked about, even in, in the in the media, in the music media circles. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some end of the end of year list. We're putting it as one of the like the best um, features or best collabs or something, something. Yeah. Like the uh, the concept of I told them, I don't understand. See, but it is what it is. Really 
Maybe he was talking to his contemporaries, but not us. Uh, maybe, maybe to his contemporaries. Not from, from the first day I heard him, I was like, this guy's going to go far. So, I don't know. Okay. But it was a good album. It's a good album nonetheless. A very good, strong album. But I, I feel that album. his okay. recent comments have overshadowed the way the album is being received. You know, um, it, it, is what it, it, is, it is what it is now. Yeah, it's a game. I'm so surprised. It is it is it's the game. It's hard to separate artists from yeah. The right Kanye's now. last album was um, Donda. We've seen it. We've seen it several times. Yeah. yeah. Kanye's last album was Donda, and he was slaughtered yeah. everywhere he's, from New York Times yeah, to LA Times. His demono, his arrogance, and the way he carries himself. Yeah, you can't um, separate him from his art. That's recently. Thing. I think it has put people off, and that has affected, and that has influenced the reviews I've seen. Yeah. Um, the reviews I've seen. Yeah, it it, ha- it happens. At the end of the day, everybody has to live with the consequences of what they, you know, live with the result of how they live their life, you know. And I believe that Bonner Boy is, is, is um, that's what has affected him recently in terms of the reviews. But the album is really, really good. It's I, a good I, album. I, I, I can't, really you can't hit it. Bonner Boy cannot do a bad album. The only, the, only, the, only album, the only album I can think from these last four albums, the only album, I think African Giants and maybe... Twice African, African, African. Is that twice as tall? I don't know, man. I enjoyed this album more than twice as tall. I won't lie to you. I have to listen again, Shabo. Afri- I think African Giants is his best. Then this can be like his tall. African Giants is from his. This is so this is third. I'm like. So you think you think this is this twice as tall is better than this album? I'm not sure. I have to listen again, Shabo. It might be his third album, Shabo. Best third album for me. Who's who's which who's, which one is the second? I'm probably. What's the one that year was on? That's outside, Abby. I think I like That's outside. It. You know, oh, that's a personal preference. <laughs> Obviously, it's a personal preference. Yeah. All right. Alonge, Alonge, what should, what say you? Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, first thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank Once you, you settle down, thank me like this. I don't say, well, I don't do mm-hmm. Let me beat my mic. Hold on. Okay. Um, you know, moving away from the controversy, blah, 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 which we discussed last week, I actually just want to focus on the album. I think it's a solid body of work. I think we all know that Bonner Boy knows how to make music. No, there's no. You can't dispute that one. No, but that you know, I mean, there's no argument there, right? Is I've told you guys that three elite artists in this country is Two Faced DBR, it's one Deco, it's Bonner Boy. They'll jump on any genre, collaborate with any artist, and possibly kill the artist on the record. And Bonner Boy clearly shows that he's moving beyond the kind of music he's made before. And he's starting to interpolate more hip-hop sounds and urban sounds into his work. And even with doing that, there are songs on this album that just stand out. Yeah. Right. The Shea Vibes record, of course, Giza. Madness. Is, is, Madness. That's, that's, yes, that's my favorite record on the... Well, cl- one of my favorite See, records that, on the album. That's my, that's my best song on the album. Yeah. It's just amazing how Bonaboy can get into that Shea Vibes you know, world, right? Mode, and, yeah. and, and, you know, take control of it. It's a crazy, it's a crazy record. Look it. at how it takes on the second, the second chorus of that song and he writes his own, oh, man, it's amazing. Normal level, that normal. It be normal now. It's a jam. On form is a jam. Sitting on top of the world is a jam. Tested, approved and trusted. People like it a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. Cheat on me. I know with the record with Dave, it's a radio record. Not the biggest fan, but I get it, right? Big Seven, of course, they play. Like, you know, my own record. 
Well, if I'm lying. Oh, that's a fucking mm. song. I'm like, Bona, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You feel it He actually knows yeah. how to make the worst. The worst song is the last song on the album. The one with the Jeko. Yeah, yeah Jeko just um, gave him one. I beg, just me, I rest. I beg. No, the last song is actually the Taliban's to the Bruno's track. No, that's when he jacked from that guy. You now, what's going with the real one? Yes. Well, the the thanks. This is motherfucking thanks. I get. Yeah, yeah. the song is a rant, and yeah. you, know, uh, you know, and he just overshadowed how people receive the album. He also shows me how people cannot separate, um, like people's personality from a body of work and he, how it immediately starts to overshadow how they feel about As the know, eh? project. Because yeah, he's yeah. a great artist. Well, because they are not and no. they are not music reviewers. Yeah. If is yeah, if if sorry if Casey is the one that doing all this madness and he does a like, piano, people will not give you a fuck. Like bro, your music doesn't we don't even care. But because mm-hmm. his character has been infused into what he's singing, then obviously even the re- the first record, right? The oh, that's a jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's some Caribbean, Pan-African shit right there. Yeah, 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 yo. See how he starts. He's rapping. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. You have Jizza from the U-Tank. Then that, you know when last Jizza rapped? The Jizza the bag must have been big, man. Do you understand? For you to even get this on, it means that this, this, this man, because Riza also has, you know, the the twelve jewels. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he talks about twelve jewels, like to get Wu Tang on your album in twenty twenty three. Bam! From a kid from. But why do you think he went? Sorry, why do you think he went for a New York sound, right? And I start yeah. that New York is like the home, the mecca, right? And not mm-hmm. Atlanta that is the waviest right now. I'm just guessing. Because, okay, you have 21 because, Savage. Because, but if you had like three other rappers yeah. from Atlanta, you know, that would be dope. Yeah, because, but, but you know. I, I, think, I think New York influenced, has influenced him a lot as an as Okay, yeah, yeah. Personal personal. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, yeah. He, he went after his, his influences and not what is what's popping right now. I'm even surprised he doesn't even have Boston on the album. No, I think that, that's surprising. I think Buster and Buster no, really no. are really close. No, no, no. And he respects no, no, no. Buster a lot. No, excuse me. Buster is the one that's looking for a <laughs> Buster is the one looking for a Bonner boy vest. I know, I know, I know. That's yeah. what I know that I, I'm, I'm saying I'm surprised there's no Bonner because you know if you look at how they close they are and how yeah, but how much you really respect Bonner. I feel that would that would be, how they, they even look alike. Yeah, I feel that would be on Bonner boys on Buster's album. That Bonner Buster's boys, album. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, let's like see. In the, in the video of the, of the Big Seven record. So for me, it's 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 a solid body of work again. From it's solid, boy. solid, solid. Um, I, I don't agree with this. some of the reviews I've seen. Um, but mm. I know that I think his uh, personality, like his, his perception has really, really clouded and influenced the reviews. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah but really good album, solid album. Yeah. And he's a friend of the podcast. Uh, yeah, he's a friend. We featured on his album before now. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. He can yeah. not knows us now. He can pull up anytime when he oh, wants to. He might. Yeah, that's the agenda that we're going with. He's yeah. a friend of the podcast. The so. friend of the podcast. Yeah, we love the album. As a matter of fact, I listened to this album before it dropped Dangi. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Blog. <laughs> you <Wow>. wish. <laughs> you did you oh. play. Oh. You did play. You, <laughs> You guys listen to every album, almost every album before it comes out. Well, I've listened I, I, to maybe it's, it's with whiskey. No, I don't know. Yeah, my, leg, my leg, my leg, no reach that one. My leg, no reach that one. 
I've listened to the song. Oh, shout out to one of our listeners. No, don't let me don't let me go into. It. I've listened. No, to no, no, don't go into it. Expected, but I won't go into it. Um. Okay. All right. Um. We have these two topics, but time don't go. Almost three hours. Yeah, I just want us to move into loose talk trivia real quick. We have to do loose talk trivia and then we're out. Then we can pick up everything later. Is that fine? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Okay, so Nana, we'll pick it up from here. All right, we're on to our next segment and I'm excited to announce loose talk trivia. Aren't you guys excited? We are excited, huh? You know if you just see our face. I'm not. Ah. You guys are not excited for loose talk. I'm excited now. I'm not because I'm tired. I'm feeling sleepy. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, you are feeling sleepy now that loose talk trivia is out. No, man. Yes, now. When to start for poverty and Yahoo boy now, you are giving us Mandela speech. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You and your wife, eh? they go beat on that Please don't in uh, yoke me with anybody that I've not seen. Please, thank you. That, they sent <laughs> the mail here. Yeah. You approved it. There's no marriage by mail. We are not doing that one yet. Please. Ah. Uh, uh, she was funny. Send your picture the next time so that we, we can we can have a face to a, it. A a full embodied picture so we can make accurate decisions. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, we have six questions. Looks like trivia. Six questions, and with six questions, it carries two points. Um, if you fail to answer it, it goes to the next person, and if the person answers it, the person gets one point. Okay. Um, so from number one to six, please pick your who's going first. Let me go first. Okay, so one to six. One. Come on, wow. Sharp, sharp. All right. What was General Babangida Ibrahim Badamosi Babangida's position before becoming head of state? Chief of Defense Staff. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Wrong. Ugh. Steve. Steve, I hope you're not Googling. This is virtual. No. I hope you're not Googling. <laughs> uh, I can hear you. Um... i ask you to switch on your video now. Steve is googling. <laughs> All right, time off. Time off. Steve is Sorry. googling. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not googling now. What's the answer? Time off. Time off. Time off. Chief Take of Army staff. You are googling. I can't. Uh, no, you took too much. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just cracking my head because I was just I cracking know. my head off what yeah. I just said. I know. I know you, Steve. You are a liar. You googled. <laughs> what is the answer? answer? I didn't even go. What is the answer? That's the chief of army staff between 84 and ah, Okay, 84. no wonder you were saying I was Googling. I didn't Google that. Okay. <laughs> and I just guessed out of it. I was thinking about the soul of the... The soul. The soul of the question. military won't do again apart from chief of army staff. Oh, yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. So question one is gone. You have two, three, four, five, and six. Question two. You have to answer this question in 10 seconds. If you don't, you miss it. And we'll move it to the next person. Nigeria is divided into 36 states. Which one is the largest by area? Ninja. 
I'm not doing this list. He got it. I got it. Of course, I got it. There's nothing that nobody can tell me. I got it. Don't worry. Everybody. Switch on your videos. <laughs> I can't even switch on video. No, I can't even, I can't even switch on video. There's, there's, there's no button. There's no button to switch on video. Yeah. It's Niger. It's Niger is the biggest state in Nigeria. I don't know. That's a number. That's a popular. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm calling you on WhatsApp video. I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to shoot you right now. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no. Let's, let's call on. Yeah, so those two questions are null and gone. You have, <laughs> yeah. you have two more questions left. Uh, no, four more three questions, two each. But you said ten seconds now. You said ten seconds now. Yeah, googling. I'm not, I'm not okay, googling. you can you can you can reduce it to five. There's nothing. I'm not doing that with you. All right. Oh, well, uh... I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to call you guys on WhatsApp video. I'll see your. <laughs> I must see your fingers up in the air. All of you. Uh-huh. I'm calling. You will call me. My phone is on. Do not disturb. Bro. Hello, sir. I'm here. Steve where, you Steve, where you did? Steve, where you did? You see? You see? A fraud. <laughs> you will be Googling. I will, I will take my time to... to, to, to Wait, you are calling already? Yes. Now. Let me yes. tell someone to be my phone. Just give me a minute. Use your laptop now. I will take time to... to, to this, is my, this is not my work laptop. Oh, okay. so my, my WhatsApp is not here. I'm coming. Why is your phone not with you? Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Your finger, your hand in the air. Please go on mute, Steve. Go on mute on your phone. Go on mute. Go on mute. Thank you. Are you on mute? So, questions. You've not unmuted yourself on the Zencaster. Zencaster, you're not on mute, sir. But if I want to speak, I'll unmute myself now. No, no, leave it on. Just leave it unmuted. Why would I leave it on mute? If someone walks into my room, into the house right now. It's virtual recording now. Is anybody? No, going no to I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt the recording. Don't worry. All right. So questions one and two are gone. You have three, four, five, and six. When you are answering the question, since you are using your hand to hold one mic, I want the other hand in the air. <laughs> like this. Uh-huh. In fact, that is okay because I you're using one hand to hold the phone. You're using yeah, the hand to yeah, hold the mic. Yeah. All right. So who's next? Steve, um, Ayo. Yeah. Three, four, five, and six. Six. Steve, you look at Dick's camera. You <laughs> look at your screen. You look at me throughout the microphone. You are on mute. I can't hear you. I'll look at my screen and just in case I want to unmute no. now. No, you don't need. You, you don't need, need to mute. Phone. You don't need to mute, sir. No, I have to mute and unmute. That's how I've been recording since. <laughs> <laughs> I've never let me now. No, see, exam my practice. My house is very busy. Someone can just barge into the room. That's why. Yeah. Okay, wait, now, now, wait. It. Raise your hand in the air. I want your hand in the air. 
lean back. You have to. I'm not. I'm not. Google. If I'm googling, you know now. Look at me now. I don't understand. If I'm googling, you know now. No, see, look at me. Oh, yeah, then change. You know what to do. Your phone. Your phone. Face the the laptop screen. Mm-hmm. And he has two screens, though, so we have to be careful. <laughs> no, if wow. I, I don't want. To. He has two screens. I don't want to face yourself. Face you. He did use the one up. I don't see him. He did Google page. You're a liar. <laughs> he pops in. He's on Google page. This guy is a fraudster. You screen up is on Google. Steve, let's face me. Face me. Don't face the screen anymore. Leave <laughs> <laughs> like that. You're on mute. You can't hear anything. You just accuse me. There's nothing there now. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> your hand on your head. Me answering your question. Where's your hand, Steve? I'm using it to control the cursor. You do, what so are you, why you don't need to control the cursor, my guy? Do you know that you, you, you are dragging this thing over? I mean, I'm tired of it. This is the last time we're having this, this one, virtually. This is the last time. All right. Three, four, five, and six. Go ahead. Six. 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 Mm-hmm. Very good. Steve. Ayo. Mm-hmm. Where are your hands? See my hands here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my phone. I'm holding this now. That's why. All right. Bonaboy has the albums Life on a Spaceship Outside African Giant twice. On... What are you doing, Steve? He's <laughs> already googling <laughs> Twice as tall. Love. You're on mute. I can't hear you. Love Damini and I told them. Those yeah. are the albums he has, right? Yeah. Why you look at me on this camera? Don't look at your screen. Look at the phone. Look at the phone. <laughs> this guy is googling already. I'm done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Let's end the podcast. Please let him know that Steve was cheating. Thank you. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at she. This this angle, you can see two of my my two hands, right? Ayo, Ayo is now cheating. No, no, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> see me. I'm up here. My phone is here. I take everything back. I said about people in trying to reintegrate. Yahoo boys into I think everything back. You are right. Marvin, Marvin, oh, God. wow. Trust issues. I'm gonna do this trivia. I know we can what now. I guess I know I had zero in the last one now. Did you, oh, um, did you reduce my back account? Why would I be googling for post um we stop trivia? And you people cannot be reintegrated into society. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we agree, we are not integrated. Oh, yeah. All right. So he has all those albums, right? Yeah. What Name of his first mixtape. Shit. Wait, 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 was wait, wait. In, name of the second one, and the the second one was dropped in 2012. The first one was dropped in 2011. What is the name of the first mixtape? Born Identity. Wrong. Oh, Steve. fuck it. It's only it's only Born Identity mixtape that I know. So it's wrong. You know, I the that first mixtape is Born Notice. Yeah, you had one before. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Shout out to him. Good for him. So, question six. All right, Steve, you have three, four. Question five. Eh? Question four. Question four. Okay, it's right up your alley. Who captained the Olympic gold medal winning team of 1996? One Correct. No, I beg. Who doesn't know that one? Correct. Ayo, you have question three and question five. Five. Okay, that's right up your alley. Hmm. Before becoming the superstar acts with the 
89 smash album is Afro Juju Series 1. Sino <laughs> Peters was in a group, Music Do. What is the name of the group? Um, I don't know the name of the group. Don't even bother. Uh, uh, the something something. The what? The something something. What is the something something? Wait, 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 wait. I know, but it's not in my head right now. I beg. I same, same, same. Pass. Okay, Steve. I don't know. Okay, the name of the group was Shino Adewale. It was a group between Shino Peters and a guy called Shegun Adewale. So now I'm... I beg, I beg, I beg. Okay. I beg, I beg. Question five, question five. First name and the last name. Question five. I have one of the albums. Um, question, question five is taken. That's what we just said. Question three is left. Question three, three. Yeah, you work in a financial institution, Steve. So this question is for you. <laughs> the Nigerian... The Nigerian Naira was introduced in what year to replace the Nigerian pound at the rate of one pound equals to two Naira? What year was it introduced? The Nigerian Naira. 1979. Wrong. Ayo. 1963? Wrong. Oh. Steve. You can't give him a guess. He has lost now. I can't. Guess. 1972? 19... No, no, no. It has to be after the war. 1960... When did the war end? 1970. Okay, look at free my hand, Abby. Okay. No free hand. Mm-hmm. The tally now is Steve 3, IO 7. Oh, still leading. Still leading. Yeah, yeah, still leading. Stock results. Okay, guys, that's the end of this episode. Hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah, there's still more to talk about, Sha, but we'll talk about it on the next episode. Alright, I want to leave you guys with the quote of the week. We now have a quote of the week. The quote of the week is The quickest way to mediocrity is to try to make everyone happy all of the time. Hmm. Mm. Buzz. Catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Bye-bye. you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start global village is here to help turn your dream into reality from expert scripting and seamless production to high quality audio and visual recording we make podcasting simple even remotely from our virtual studio whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media We have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together.